Welcome to day four of the 2012 Iron Talk Kapuna Super Specials with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. Alrighty guys, welcome along to episode day four. Like that episode day four. Episode day four. I am talking Kuna Super Specials. I'm trying to be a little bit quiet today, John. Do you know why? No, we have to go close to the mic. We're in the media conference room. All the media's around. We don't want to look like dorks. They, they look like media. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> not at all. We've got the passes, but we're, we're frauds. Kuna Super Specials is proudly brought to you by? The Manolani Bay Hotel and Bungalows. And uh, again, just if you're looking for that extra classy kind of part in your life, go there. You'll be more well than pleased. And your post-race relaxation or pre-race right. relaxation if you're looking for somewhere just that's live a little there. more relaxed. Just live there. Just live there. We've got a 25-meter pool as well. Very yep. nice. And endurance sport travel. King Gla. King Gla. King Gla is racing tomorrow and he's tapering today. And... Uh, I don't know how he races after because the boy works his butt off, doesn't he? One of the key things that they've got is, is transport around here is a real hassle um, in race week, getting a park, and you can never actually get that close. And what they've basically got is they've got a continuous shuttle service pretty much all day, every day, yeah, going up so and down Ali, um, yeah. and, and all the places that you stay at are on Ali Drive, and uh, just so, so convenient. It's very convenient. So check them out, Endurance Spirit Travel, and they do that all around the world. We also have O2 Creations now. John's been talking with those guys, oh, yeah, and, and we so might be able to get T-shirts done. No, it's going to happen. It's happening, team. The it's red, happening. The red T-shirts you guys have been seeing us wearing, they are very cool. We're getting lots of comments. Um, we're going to have them available for sale. Uh, just give us a few days, and I'll get it sorted. But they're going to be available for sale, and they're going to be awesome. Seriously, Collectors we've got edition. so much good feedback on them. So if you want to get one of those T-shirts, you can go for it now. Um, we also have Audio Technica, Audio Technica which are awesome. Yes. Awesome. That's why this got sounds so good. Um, Blue 70. Blue 70. Anyone else we need to give some love to? Yes. Oh, normal sponsors. Coffees of Hawaii. Training Peaks. We're going to catch up with the Training Peaks boys, Dirk Friel, Joe Friel this afternoon. They might be on next week's show, but we're going to catch up with them this afternoon. Extreme Endurance. Everybody's been popping a bit of that this week. Old Matt Malloy, who's on today's show, he's an Extreme Endurance athlete and loves the stuff. Athletics, Coffees of Hawaii, SLS Tri. I'm looking forward to seeing a few people racing in their SLS Tri gear tomorrow. Yep, and that's it. I think that's it. I think there's coffees away and endurance. Yes, we should know that by now, really, John, shouldn't we? I wish we John, before we get into today's show, this is, we'll talk a little bit about today's show, but we're going to basically do a whole show for today and. Um, not just half the show? No, but, I mean, we're going to do our picks at the end of the show. Okay. Yeah, but we've got lots of interviews. I got a good interview with Crowe yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's about 15 minutes long, but I asked some questions that he doesn't normally have to answer, so that was kind of cool. Talked to Joycey for a little bit. Who else do we have on? Uh, the Aussie Surf dude. Kane Eckstein. Yep, we that's had. A re- that's really interesting. Helen Vildebit. Vildebit. No, no was we it? didn't. Who was, was the girl we had on? The real smiley girl? Oh, uh, Michelle Vestabu. Yeah. Vestabu. She that's, was great. She was awesome, man. You guys really like her. Our, our memories are going, but it's, it's a good time. Who else we had on? We've people on, haven't we? Matt Malloy. Matt Malloy's on. And Ooh. then this morning we had Cal, Coach Cal. Oh, really interesting. Has part, um, that girl who's coaching? Sheila. Sheila. Yep. Sheila Croft. Sheila she Croft. set the run course... I don't know if it was a record, but she had the fastest run. for an age grouper. Yeah, yeah female age grouper, 306. That's awesome. And uh, and we've, we've got lots of boat stuff, and we've also been to the expo, and we've got some expo stuff as well. <laughs> we've got yeah, lots of happy. free stuff. Be, be happy, people. We've got the K-Swiss <laughs> fuel belt oh, got, party. Yes, the fuel belt party is happening as well, so it's all been happening for us today. Um, just a couple of things before we put the show on, John, a few highlights. I got an email from someone yesterday. Now, yesterday at the media conference, I was... I, 
we'd done the main media conference and then afterwards Crowey sat in the seat and all the media went up and sitting in front of him in the table I thought bugger that I went and sat right next to him yeah. and I had this interview with him and then someone must have taken a photo of me and put it on Facebook you can go to my Facebook page and you'll see it and I got an email from someone going wow I didn't realise you are racing pro <laughs> good luck this weekend I didn't realise you were that good <laughs> That's I, haven't, I haven't responded yet I think I'll leave them with that so that was good and also John might have a highlight for the last few days I have the Challenge Wanaka half marathon run course record. Oh, that's right, Victoria gave you that one. <laughs> yep, I'm keeping that, Victoria, keeping that. So, <laughs> that's very good. Um, one thing we have been doing today, we went down to the expo and we have collected some serious swag. Like, yeah. we've got some good stuff. Essex came to the party big time. Um, the, the red t shirts we've, we've, we've been wearing all week, Bevan hasn't, uh, people don't hang out with us anymore because Bevan just smells because of his, his stinky t shirt that he hasn't washed. Um, but we've, we've had those t shirts signed by lots and lots of the pros Macca, Crowey, Marinda, Joycey, Caroline Steele. Everyone we interviewed. Everyone we interviewed, basically. We're going to be putting them up for auction um, along with the stuff we've collected from the just expo. the expo just anything we've picked up throughout Asics. the week they just, just gave us a few pairs of shoes to chuck in the auction yeah awesome yeah very much appreciated cool. so we've got lots of cool stuff and we'll talk about what that is mm. as we're closer to get to the auction we're going to put on the interviews now so kind of like similar to yesterday we'll do a bit of a boat we'll do a bit of expo in between the main interviews but uh, let's rock and roll listen up to the end of the show where we've got our picks for race time my preparation has been as good if not better than any time in the past of course that doesn't guarantee anything I have to execute on race day, and there's a lot of guys here who can win, but I, I think for my part, I'm, I'm ready to race. Yeah, we as German Television are obviously interested in, uh, in the German guys, uh, so how do you consider uh, that competition? Well, obviously, I'm going to say Andy Raylert. I think he's a guy who's going to win this race um, more than once before his career is over. I'm just hoping it's not this year. But, uh, you know, the way I, I guess I look at an athlete is it, it's one thing to come in here and perform and then disappear for a year or two and then come back and perform. With Andreas, he comes every year with a high level. And that is the hardest thing to do in sport. Let, let's be honest, you're not going to win every time. It's too hard. Um, but to come in here with his record and get a third, a second, a third, that's impressive. It's very hard to do, and that's what the great athletes do. Um, like I say, it's one thing to, to turn up one year, you're totally focused, you have a great result, and then you disappear for two years. Um, not wanting to diminish that, but... It's hard to bring that high level every single year. So I always rate Andy as a big threat. Obviously, after Vegas, you've got to say Sebastian Kinlay is, if not the most promising prospect in the sport, one of them. I, I, mean, he's, I think he's a superstar in waiting for sure. Um, obviously, it was no surprise to me. I've been, I follow all the good guys. You know, I've followed his career for a, a long time. And, uh, and I think Michael Raylert, uh, you know, after Vegas, I think there was a disappointment there and... I don't think he showed everything he's capable of in his validation race in, in Germany earlier this year. I think he, he did that race very comfortably. Um, you know, the German contingent's always very strong. They're strong athletes. They always perform well historically. Um, you look at Norman, you look at Farish, you look at Thomas, you look at Jürgen. So I'm expecting nothing different. But you as a multi you know how to win here, so what's the key thing? Uh, it's an intangible th it's hard to put in words you have to want to win more almost than you want to breathe because that's how much it hurts and and we can sit around here and talk about that all day but you only really find out even yourself how much you want to win at mile 16 mile 17 where it really starts to hurt and it's easy to slow down it's easy to stop and that's when you find out if you want to win more than you want to breathe and 
That's why I say physically there's 10 guys who can win here, but who wants to win more than they can breathe? That's what we find out on Saturday. Corey, um, what's the question that you never get asked that you'd like to answer? You know, because you get the same bullshit questions all the time, really. What, what's the kind of statements that you want to make that maybe you don't get asked about, or are there any? Um, not really. I mean, I'm, I'm not really a big talker. I, I, I think the thing is, for me, and, and I don't uh, have a problem with guys who are confident people, it's whatever floats your boat, everyone's different. For me, the, it, it's about what makes me go quicker on Saturday. And there's nothing I can say here that's going to change the way I race. There's nothing that anyone else is going to say here that's going to talk me out of my race. Been around the block too many times. I'm not intimidated by anyone. I respect everyone. But ultimately, it's not a boxing match. We don't get to we don't get to belt into each other. So this physical intimidation, it's, it's just it's never made sense to me. I, that being said, I understand it has a place if you can, you know, put someone off their game. I guess you do whatever you feel you have to do. I always feel that my performance will be enough if I get it right to be competitive and hopefully win. So I don't need to I don't need to put people off the game. In fact, I want I want everyone at their best. That's how you want to win. That's the, the most gratifying victories when you beat the field at their best. No one wants qualification statements, no one wants someone sick or injured or you want people at their best. So, um, you know, I know from past experience when you win a race like that, a high quality race in a high quality field and everyone's at their best, they're the ones you remember and um, I think as a competitor that's what you want. Last year's race, you know, because last year was your third one, but last year was a special, you know, all your races are special, but last year you were just, you delivered all aspects. Was that that race? Um, yes and no. I, I never think any race is perfect. It's an eight-hour race. You always make mistakes. I mean, I walked. I stopped and stretched. Yeah. So straight away you can say I left a minute or two out there. I don't gauge performances on, on times, though. I, I think what was special about last year was, I mean, you tell me the athletes who can win a race more than one way. Yeah. Everyone has their MO. And that doesn't change. For all the talk and hype about this guy's weak and that guy's weak, normally it's misdirection away from their own deficiencies. And if you look at people and the years they've done well here, how have they done it? It's always the same way. Whereas I did it a different way. And that was what was satisfying. Who, you know, People said I was a guy who was one of the better swimmers, who marked the opposition and then unleashed a marathon. That was my recipe. It yielded me a second and two wins. But ultimately I had to change and I set it up on the bike. I had the fourth quickest bike split in the history of the race. So, um, you know, I, I love when people say, oh yeah, but the conditions were great. I actually went back through historically and the fastest bike and run times and a lot of them were in 05 and 06. So that tells me they were fast years. Mm -hmm. um, 96 was a fast year, you know. That was the year Luke set the record. So, you know. Well, you're not going to get a fast course, a fast record on a Saturday, are you? Well, exactly right. And, and mate, the thing is too, another thing that I always feel puzzled about when people talk about last year's race, how many times have we seen the lead pack rolling the town together? Last year, there was Lieto, then there was myself, Luke and Marino, and then the field was spread eagle. Yeah. Why was that? Yeah. If it was such an easy year, why didn't we all roll around holding hands and come in as 40 guys? Mm. I mean, you know, but as I said, I, I have a thick skin. I think the astute observers of the sport can, can, you know, can analyse and can break things down. Um, it was a great performance, but... I honestly feel I have better left in me, and that, that's why I'm back. And it's not, it's, I'm not coming here to win my fourth or to win again or to defend again. I'm, I'm coming here to, to perform the way I think I can. And I think that's the difference. You know, I, I, don't, I can't control what those guys do. You know, if, if Andy jumps off and runs a 238 and wins, then he probably deserves to win. I can't control that, though. I can control my level of performance. And the goal for me is to get as close to what I think is 100% of my performance 
as possible. Now, if I think 100% of my capabilities are there and I race to there, then that's a success. But if I don't, yeah. then that's not. So that, that's why I'm here. I'm, I mean, I know people like to put things in a historical perspective and four wins, three wins, you know, this, that. I, that doesn't interest me. I mean, I'll save all that for after my career. And, and I can honestly say that I'm... I'm back because this race gets my juices flowing. It's um, it's a challenge, and this year's a great field. So, we'll how do you you know like you, you sound like you've got a pretty good perspective on leading water on off your back. You know, there's, there's, you know you've got Macca who's trying to play a game against you. You got you you don't put the attention to the media, but your family. How do you protect your family from this? You know, because you're a star yeah. and you're bloody you know the, the best athlete of our time at this moment, and. You've you've learned how to deal with the celebrity, the bullshit, the forums, and all that shit that comes in. It's yeah. a lot about denial, but yeah. But you know, you got a family, you got kids, you got your wife, and I'm sure your mum and dad and all the rest of it. How do you how do you how do you help them avoid that? Well, I think you've answered your, your question yourself because when you get a family, you know what's important. And I can't change people's opinion of me. I don't go to forums. I don't. I mean, when I was younger, you know, people would tell me that someone said this, someone said that, and. I think it up, when, when things are not true, it upsets you, for sure. But I know it's important. My, my daughter's old enough now to hear stuff. And, and I mean, how do I protect them? I, you know, you just, you'd be a good example. You'd be a good role model and you love your kids. And the, the thing for me is it's, it's easy to know what's important because I go home to them and, you know, my daughter, she's only ever seen me win a lot. And yeah. I mean, in Vegas, she was disappointed and she didn't understand why I was happy, you know. <laughs> and I, I said, because I got second. Yeah. And that's, that's a success. You can't, you know, it's sport. People think you could... The funny thing is the more you win, the closer you are to losing. It's just, it's the law of averages. It's not a game of tennis where you're a 50-50 chance or a boxing match. You're one of 50. Yeah. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean you're at one fiftieth of the chance to win. Some guys are better than that, whatever. But you're still one of 50. Things can go wrong. It's an eight-hour day. You know, a seven-year-old doesn't understand that, but it's a good lesson for her because sometimes I win and sometimes I don't win. But my preparation and my... Um, effort to win is always the same or to prepare the same way and I think she sees that and you know it's hard to explain a lot of things to children and I think the main thing I love is that they, they have access to the sport and they see that you know it's not just dad it's someone else's mum and dad as well and, and everybody's wanting for the same thing yeah. uh, they want their loved ones to do well and I mean having a family makes things harder but it makes things so much easier because you, you realise what's important I mean I'm you know, it's not a popularity contest. Obviously, being hated is not a goal either, but I, I'm going to be myself. And if yeah. people like that or they don't like it, or, you know, you're going to get your ardent Macca fans who are going to light me up on the chat sites or this, that, or the other. And, you know, you get asked the Lance question, you give an answer, and you get your ardent Lance fans who want to light you up. It's like, you know what? I'm just like you. I have an opinion. that dif It's different to yours, but that's what makes the world go. I, mean, I, don't, I don't take things personally. I mean, you know, Saturday's going to come and go. I'm going to go back to the Sheridan out there and I'm, I'm going to have my wife and two kids there. And that, that's not going to change. Just, just lastly, because you obviously you've got things to do. You know, like I'm always curious around celebrity. And, and in our sport, in our world, you know, you're, you're the biggest celebrity. You know. And so, how do you find always having to talk about yourself? You know what I mean? Because like, it's like, you know... It's hard, mate. Yeah. It, that's a hard thing. It's, it wears you down because I do what I think most people do, which is in any job. You guys do your best. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm doing every day. Yeah. And you know, my wife's an emergency nurse. She comes home from her day and tells me that she saved three lives. And yeah. I'm thinking, fuck. Yeah. I, I rode my, my I rode my bike today. <laughs> you know. And then yeah, you, you know, you, you, you and not wanting to get too philosophical. You, you work out what's important. This is sport. This is fun. And it's as much as my job. 
and, and people look up to me and I'm a role. I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm, I'm totally at ease with that. I'm happy to be a great brand ambassador for my sponsors. I'm totally thankful for their input into my career. But I don't take myself too seriously. I'm, I'm running around doing what I would do for nothing mm. and getting well paid to do it. I mean, it's good. It's great. Well, I mean, we're in Hawaii. That's why I say to Neri every year, we're here in Hawaii. But things could be so much worse than they are. <laughs> yeah. We're here with we're here with the family and, you know, there's going to be one extremely happy guy and one extremely happy lady on Saturday and there's going to be some disappointed people and other people of various levels of happiness. And, and it is disappointing. But, you know, if you want to race and if you don't defend... It's, never, it's not quite the same. You haven't got that high elation. But you, you, I think the main thing what you learn is you, you do your best. You do your best. And, you know, when the dust settles and that, that raw emotion of, of the day's over, if you say, I checked every damn box I could, that, that hats off. You were too good. That sport, you're not going to win them all. You're not going to win them all. The best you can hope for is to prepare and put yourself in a position to win. And, you know, at the end of these races, sometimes there's a minute or two minutes or three minutes between it, between, you know, between first and second and third. And... And it's those intangibles that, that separate the field. But, I mean, to answer your question, it's a pain in the ass talking about myself all the time because I'm just me. I do what you guys do. You get up and do your job. I do my job. Obviously, I understand the business side of it. I understand the need to make myself accessible. Um, that That's my responsibility to my sponsors. And they don't pay me just to win races. I think at some point you get to a point where you get paid for what you have won, not what you're going to win yeah. and what you represent. Yeah. And... And part of that is making yourself available, being an ambassador and a spokesperson for different companies, companies that you believe in, and that's part of your job. So everyone has some parts of their job description they don't enjoy particularly. Mate, it's, it's, a, it's a funny thing to talk about yourself so much over yeah. and over again because it's like anything. If you take one word and you just repeat it over and over, it loses its meaning after a while. And that's it kind of what it's like, you know. And, and the funny thing is after this race, as much as it's physically very hard, Almost, it's it's just a relief. You, you go into this place where you just you just want to lay on a beach and not talk, not think, and and just build sandcastles with the kids, and, and that brings some more meaning back into it. Because I don't, you know, it, I, it's a funny thing. You, you know, you, you do think about it a lot because you know you think why me and and all this kind of thing, and you talk about yourself so much, it almost does lose meaning and, and lose realness. Um, that being said, I'm. I'm thankful for everything I've been able to achieve and ultimately I'm just thankful for the level of support I've had from people um, you know so I've been very lucky and I get to do for a living what I would do for nothing and what I started doing for nothing so you'll never hear me complain it's, it's physically it can be a demanding profession it's a hard race to prepare for and there's a, there's a lot of stresses but you know when the gun goes off and Saturday I'm going to be having fun you know that's I still love the sport as much now as, as 15 years ago. So, um, just just quickly, who's going to win the girls? What, what are you thinking? Here we go. I'm putting you on the spot, mate. Come on. Don't talk about you. Talk about the girls. Rennie. Rennie, you picking Rennie? Yeah. Nice. Okay, mate. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Good uh, do, you know, do you know what I love about that lady next to me right now? She's not just a great athlete. Well, I love lots about her, but the thing is, she's a PR guru as well. Fill, fill me in. What do you mean? Well, because she's the, the, the team TBB PR person, aren't you? 
I do all the web content, so any articles that you read that sound silly, that's all me, and all the press releases. How do you like that? Because you know, like, it is quite nice for a pro athlete to have something that's just a bit different, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's great. My background, I did marketing for seven years before. I didn't leave my job till 2007, so it's kind of nice to just, uh, yeah, let my brain and then also take my mind off the training and. I definitely have OCD, like most of us. So, like, I, you know, try to squeeze an extra workout. So it's good to just have like some other stop stuff. You. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, now I know where to see my press releases. <laughs> um, you've had a, you know, the results that I've seen this year have been pretty spectacular. Win in New York, win in Texas. I'm sure, there's been lots of other wins through the season. I mean, a huge season. Yeah. How's how's it all gone for you? Is it gone perfectly, or have you had some ups and downs? Tell us about it. Um, it's actually, I, I mean, it's probably been my, my best year ever as far as results. I've had six wins total, two Ironmans, and um, was it uh, 370.3s and then Alpe d'Huez. So, um, and then the other races, I finished second in three of them, and then I had one blip, uh, St. Anthony's, which tried you're, you're to... You're that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I... I it's been it's been really good. Um, I took a, a bit of a longer off season because I got married in December and congratulations. Thanks, um, but it was it was good. And then just kind of got started ramping up a little bit slower than normal. But um, yeah, the season's gone gone pretty well. And some of the races, you know, you have more or less competition, like you know, but. Um, still, a win's a win. Well, in New York and in Texas yeah. are two big races, weren't they? Yeah, they were big. Um, and then anytime you're in France racing the French in France, it's always tough competition. They're pretty unbelievable. In, in for, so that I mean that was good. And then some of the other like 70.3s, I I hit I hit my races pretty well. Which you know it's just nice to have a race where it feels like you kind of have a solid you know all across the board and. Um, Last, last year, Kona wasn't a good day for you, but it was kind of a similar experience leading up to Kona last year. You had a pretty great year last year as well, didn't you? you had um, well, last year was a bit of a challenge. Just I didn't start my, my I did my first Ironman in July, and then I did two in August, and then you Kona. You were burnt out, were you? I think, I think it was even more mental than physical. I mean, I think physically I was coming in a little bit compromised, but I probably could have overcome that. But um, when the shit started hitting the fan, like I had my A, B, C scenarios, like C being worst case, I probably hit the Z scenario. Like I came out of the swim and I was like, whoops, that was a shitty swim. And then I got on the bike and was puking the whole first half. And I was like, I, people were just going by me. And I was like, try to stay with her. And then they'd leave me and I'd be like, okay, try to stay with her. And then they'd leave. Um, and then I, I got a flat tire at mile like a hundred. So at that point I was already, you know, pretty much moving backwards, but it didn't help matters. And I started the run, like I saw my husband and I burst into tears. I was like, I'm having a bad day. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, just keep going. Um, so, I mean, I'm glad I finished and I toughed it out on the run, but you know, mentally, I think once you. So, so what do you take from that? You know, because that sounds like it's just one of those really bad yeah. days. But is there anything you take from that leading into this year? Um, I, I think just, I think mentally, I was just a little fried from the so many Ironmans in such a short period. Um, and then also this year versus last year, I went back to Switzerland for the month leading in. Just, I, I do better with the team atmosphere and kind of when I'm by myself, I. Brett says I either go too hard or too easy. It's sort of, yeah. I have a hard time, find yeah, yeah, finding the, the right mix. So we went. I went back to Switzerland this time, and ha- we had a really good month, um, kind of two weeks after. So pro- most months of September, pretty much. So, um, how important is kind of for you? Obviously, it's a world champ, so I'm sure it's really important. But a lot of people, the top guys, really structure the year, 
this is it, Kona, all or nothing. Don't I care about the other aces, but where, where does it sort of fit for you? Um, I mean, this is the A number one goal of the whole season, but um, it's it's nice to at least come in with having had a good season. So even if it doesn't go great, I've already had you know a bunch of wins and and stuff. So it's it takes a little bit of the pressure off having come in with a good season. But this is this is the the top priority. Girls' race is pretty interesting this year, isn't it? You know, Chrissy gone. Now suddenly, there's a lot of people who think they can win the race. You know, to be fair, Chrissy was so dominant. How do you kind of approach it now? You know, and you know, does it shift the way you race the race, or is it still just another race? Um, it, it's definitely just another race, but I, I mean, I think um, not having Chrissy in it obviously changes it a little bit. But um, I, I don't know. I, I think the everyone's raised their game also, which which is good to see. I mean, I think Chrissy can take a lot of the credit for. I mean, really pulling up the whole women's field, um, and maybe she'll come back. But um, but as far as this year, I mean, I think there's there's a lot of good women, and it, it'll be interesting the dynamics on the bike, like whether the swim breaks apart, and if there are people that want to go right away on the bike. I mean, for me, I'm I think strategically, you know, I'm I'm gonna on the bike. I mean, I want to come off, off as close to the front as possible and think about how much time I can. I mean, I. I train with Carolyn, so I know what she's capable of, and she's, I can't give her much time on the bike. So, um, you know, if she makes a move on the bike, I, I have to think, like, that's potentially the wind going down the road. Do I want to try to try to match it, or am I going to just, you know, play for second place? Because she, I mean, I don't know if the other girls know how well, like, she's running well. Like, she could run a three-hour marathon, and it's like, Rennie can't give her ten minutes. I mean, she can't give her... That much time I, I don't know what Rennie's planning on running but um, I mean she's got a lot of ca- like a lot of bows that she can play so um, for me it'll be interesting just to try to I mean if I'm having a good day see you know how the dynamics play out on the bike and um, you know put, put my um, my hat in the ring for like having my best run but I mean my best run is still only gonna be a little bit faster than Carolyn's if I have my day and so I I can't give her much time and and you know just looking at the other girls and kind of trying to guess what they can run and I mean it's it's it should be exciting out there it's, it's such a mystery sport isn't it you know like you can it's such a science but even then it, it's so many factors can go wrong isn't it and to plan for that it makes it really challenging doesn't it yeah and who knows what the weather will do I mean if it's like last year there could be fast times again and I mean if Carolyn has the race of her life she'll crush the course record I think I mean I, I think so but I mean, who who knows? I could, but if it's favorable conditions, I think she could go 850 or under 850. I mean, you just look at the the math on it. If she runs three hours, bikes 450, swims even 55. I mean, it's yeah. Exciting times. Tell us a bit about New York, because New York's one and done, and um, you raced, you won. Um, the, the age group feedback is is mixed. Um, what did you think about the the race as a as a race? I, th- I thought it was a great race. I mean, obviously, the logistical issues and the reason they're not having it again, um, it, it was tough from a spectator point of view. But um, as far as the course, I mean, it was a it was a really tough um, course on the run and on the bike as well. And um, it was scenic. I mean, it was it was great, great energy. I think um, the logistical issues and then um, there's a noise ordinance, so they had to shut down the sound at 10 p.m. So. You know, they didn't have as much excitement at the finish line from that 10 to midnight um, time period. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, it seems like they made 
probably the best decision for them moving forward, but it's a little disappointing. I think that they were trying to go after that big market, and it just seemed like it, it, they didn't really pull it off quite, quite like they were hoping, and they didn't get maybe the media of the entire city behind them. And it, um, was it was a bit of a buzz to win a championship race? You know, like they're trying to bring this championship, you know, these three races that outside of Kona that's trying to get better fields and all the rest of it. Did it mean more, or was it just another race? It, it was a bigger paycheck. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if it really meant more. I think Melbourne was a little bit more stacked than the other championship races. And, I mean, it makes sense. It's early in the year. So a lot of people that are scared of racing Ironmans too close together all targeted that one. So, um, I, I, I mean, I'm, obviously it's great to win a, you know, a championship. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I, th- I don't think it really means that much more. Good honest answer. What, what about Team TBB? Um, any news? What, what's going on with the team? You know, is there any exciting announcements? I mean, you know you were here with the Cervelo tent, um, but what's what's going on with the team? Um, yeah, the, the team's doing great. Um, I, I don't know, the, the whole concept behind the team is to try to do development in, um, in countries. So this year with the Philippines team that Dave and Carolyn are part of, um, they have a whole team of um, young kids there that they're supporting with, it's the same title sponsor, Alaska Milk, is supporting these kids to get them into triathlon and give them bikes and get them a start. So they also took part in the 5150 in the Philippines and the 70.3, some of them, um, as well as the CEO of Alaska Milk. So we're trying to go to other countries and also simulate that. So there's a new team, um, hopefully starting up in Mexico, and we'll do the same thing there. Um, and just trying to go to places where um, maybe triathlon hasn't really uh, caught on yet I mean and where they can use you know some development support um, so Mexico and perhaps Thailand and who's the sort of driver behind this is it, is it Brett or is it, is it other guys that are, that are pushing it Brett's obviously the coach for you guys but what, what's sort of the, the team behind it um, it, it's really Brett's, Brett's vision. I mean, I think the athletes who have joined the team all believe in that. And so I think to a certain extent you take a little bit of a pay cut just knowing that maybe some of the salary you might get is going towards helping either development athletes on the team and then also in the country teams helping, you know, give a little bit back to the countries. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's really Brett, Brett's the vision behind it. And I I think he has a, a good idea for just trying to help the sport grow and focusing more on the sport than just athletes. And What, what about um, for you, you know, you're, you're one of the top pros in the world, how important is it being a part of a team? Because it's, it's pretty unique in our sport really, you know, we get these other teams that are really just a sponsorship giving for individuals money, whereas it does seem that with Team TBB there is a team, you know, you're sure you're still going to be an Ironman who's doing a lot of work by yourself. But there is, you definitely seem to be the one team that works as a team. How important that is that for you? Uh, I think we're probably the only team with a coach, really, and, and a team that really meets and does camps. Um, and for me, that that was the whole reason, uh, I mean, sh- deciding to join and, and try to um, work with Brett is really one of the re- drivers behind joining the team. And, I mean, it's it's been huge. I, I think anytime you're training with other athletes, it's a huge benefit, um, and I think people do that either if they're in Boulder they have a ton of people to choose from and they end up training with some other people but on the team we also we have a coach and we get to train with other top athletes and he does a good job of not making it too competitive either which is good I mean sometimes he'll send you out by yourself or you'll go with the girls or the boys just depending on what he wants. 
Oh, well, we're looking forward to this uh, race. There's not a lot of people have been talking about you, so you're our little, uh, little IM talk. Uh, under, under the table, you know. Uh, take it. Take it. So uh, we look forward to seeing you racing on Saturday. All the best. So, have you got what colour kit are you? Have, you? have you got the orange kit or what are you? No, it'll be, it'll be like white, white and grey. Yeah. Caroline, Caroline, Yvonne Van for us. No, no, no. It's it's pre, it's double double ply. Double ply. Hey, just uh, who do you think's gonna win the boys? Ooh, that's a good one. I mean, I'm I'll probably be out there like trying to sneak looks. Yeah. Um, I I think it's gonna be pretty exciting. I mean, it's hard to bet against uh, the Australians. I mean, they're pretty stacked. Um, but you look the the rail arts. I mean, if they're uh, I raced Andreas in Challenge Valchsi, Um and I mean I didn't obviously race against him. He was smashed the road, but um, he was you know he looks fit. So um, and I also for the first time raced Gina. She's she's totally under the radar, and I mean she had a great race at what was it Challenge Henley? Yeah, I mean she ran sub three, and that wasn't necessarily the fastest course I mean there's definitely some other women too under the radar so it's good times well bring on Saturday good luck mate we'll be cheering you along you'll hear us before you see us John we've got a bit of legend in, in, right next to us well, he's a bit of legend but not a legend that many of you guys may know just the Aussies the Aussies we'll know about Kane Eckstein hopefully I've pronounced that right so welcome to the show Kane thanks for having me guys Kane Kane I suppose the first question I've had you know you you're Tell us, first of all, about the thing that you are a legend in. Um, well, you know, I started off doing the Coolangatta Gold, I think, when I was 18 or 19, which is pretty young for a race like that. But the Coolangatta Gold, you know, has been around, you know, since the 80s. So there's a lot of history in that race, but I've actually won it five times. What, what, what is the Coolangatta Gold, for those who wouldn't know, and what's your sport? Oh, my sport's surf life saving. So I'm in racing in the surf. And the Coolangatta Gold, um, you know, stretches pretty much the whole length of the Gold Coast and back again. So it's a 47 six kilometer race and um, you know I'm from the Gold Coast I was born there so I know the race you know like the back of my hand and you know I was lucky enough to I've been in the race five times and I've won it five times really so, so run us through how, how long the race is and, and what the disciplines how it sort of breaks down yeah so you start off with a ski paddle and the ski paddle you know runs one length of the Gold Coast which is 23 kilometers yep. and then you jump off and you got a 600 meter run just a soft sand run just to get the gels in pretty much and a bit of hydration and then you got a four kilometer swim and then a four kilometre run, six kilometre board paddle, and then a last 10 kilometre run. Wow. 10k run at the end, that must be nasty. Is yeah. it, where's that on, is it on the sand? Yeah, it's on the sand, so it's a little bit different to a triathlon because sometimes you don't know if you're going to wear your shoes or bare feet just because, you know, on high tide you'll wear bare feet because it's going to be soft sand, but then on low tide you'll put your shoes on and, and run with the shoes. So 10k in soft sand? Yeah, yeah, it's, def- it's been 10k in soft sand a couple of times. We had dead high tide once, which... Um, you know, for me, I love the race and I love the endurance side of it and I'm a lighter guy, so, you know, the tougher it gets, the, the more I love it, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. And so how long does the race take? Um, oh, I've done it in four hours 25 and I've done it in four hours 50 seconds. So mm. depending on, you know, which way the wind's going and, you know, as you said, the high tide can make, you know, the run four or five minutes slower. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You've obviously been bloody successful at the race, but the, I've always watched those two five saving guys, and, and there's always that bit of luck with the race, you know, like you've got to catch a wave. Stuff. Yeah, but is it not, does it, in this longer stuff, does it not really influence the race so much? No, yeah, that's that's exactly why I love it, because we start, it's a deep water start, so oh. it's just like a ski start, we're all out there. The first couple of years we did it, we all start on the beach, but then, yeah, they took that little bit of luck out of it, even though, 
you're only going out through the surf once and you've got you know four hours you know out there so it doesn't really make too much of a difference but now it's deep water start and you know you're only going through the surf maybe two or three times in the whole race so there's not much luck involved with it at all but um yeah then when you look at you know the Kellogg's Nutri Grain Ironman series which I did last year as well you do those shorter races which are like 10 or 12 minutes and there's a bit of luck involved with those ones. Is it frustrating like, you, you know because you know you're a top level athlete and it's a flip of a coin. Yeah definitely you know I've, my brother and me he's probably the opposite of me he races pretty calm and doesn't listen to music or anything like that and I listen to rap and I get pretty aggressive <laughs> and so if, if you know something like that happens I do get pretty frustrated you hit the water and all that sort of thing but um, <laughs> you just got to let it go because some days you know you have luck your, your way and some days you know you, you you, you get unlucky so um yeah but that's why i love the long races because the luck sort of goes out the window yeah as we've said on the show before and and when we knew we were getting cane on it is um it's a big sport in australia and not necessarily in uh well it's it's a medium sport in new zealand minority it's sport. known it's known say, yeah but but what, what got you um interested in triathlon um yeah, well, I suppose in 2005 was the first year I did the cooling out of gold. And before that, you know, as you said, I was always just doing 10, 15 minute ra- races. So we did no running at all. We just, you know, we swam a lot and just, you know, did short little sand running and everything like that. But with the cooling out of gold, we all, you know, they stopped it in the 80s, I think, the end of the 80s, and they started again in 2005. So there was a big gap of when we didn't do it. So all the guys had to start running for this race. And, you know, I enjoyed the running and I never ran before. So, you know, I suppose I just, you know, got into looking at guys like Crowey's blogs and Macca's blogs to see you know what they were doing and then you know saw the race that they were training for and then started following the Hawaii Ironman so that's how I sort of realised about it then after that I wanted to do it wanted to do it a little bit more each year and then you know 2012 I'm actually doing it. But, but you know you're, you're a young athlete you're 25 aren't you? 26. 26 so you know in your athletic career you're, you're still pretty young especially in a long sport you know like I imagine cool to get a gold you could probably be competitive for another 10-15 years was it hard to pull away from the thing that you're great at already? Yeah, I suppose so. But in saying that, you know, I've, I've done it five times. And, you know, with it being on the Gold Coast and I live on the Gold Coast, I've, you know, I love the Gold Coast. I love training there. But once, you know, I've been sort of doing this, you know, pretty professionally since I was 17 years old. So it's a long time to do the same thing over and over. And last year I had a great year. I won the Cooling Gatta Gold and won the Kellogg's, you know, Nutri-Grain Ironman Series, the two biggest things in the sport. So it was a pretty good time to, to try something new. And I was lucky enough to get the opportunity to do this race. And, you know, as you said, 26, when you look at guys like Crowley and Macca, yeah. you know, they're a little bit older, so you've got a few more years to, to try and get good at this race and hopefully you can be successful one day. So, so your aim is not just having the experiences to maybe to be a competitor? Yeah, de- oh, definitely not this, this year yeah, or this yeah. race, but yeah, in the long run, for sure, you know, I'd you know, I think, you know, I'm an endurance style athlete and I always want to do the absolute best, you know, that I can do. And I've enjoyed it a lot more than I thought. I knew it was going to be hard, but I didn't think it was going to be that enjoyable. But, um, you know, you get out there riding with guys and it's pretty sociable side of things. So, yeah, definitely enjoying it. So we'll see what happens in the future. So how did it all come about? You know, t- did you approach someone and, and because obviously, you know, other people have got to qualify, but how did you manage to, to, to get in here? Yeah, I, I think it was just because um, I went to Melbourne. Like I've, as I said, I've always been a fan of the sport, and I, I travelled down to Melbourne to watch Ironman Melbourne early in the year, and I was in Port Macquarie before that to watch, um, you know, that Ironman. And I just got met a few people along the way, and I think you know they were Aussie guys, and they were sort of involved in the sport. And I think just word got around that it would be great for the sport if you know I could cross over and do it, and they sort of thought I'd be interested in it, and then. 
yeah, they just spoke to the right people, I think, or the right people spoke to them. And, you know, someone just sort of gave me an email and said, we'll give you the opportunity if you want it. And that was about 13 weeks ago. So, oh, right. oh, yeah, really? so I just got on the bike and started riding. Yeah. <laughs> so it would have been nice if it was six months ago. But, yeah, it was. It's a controversy within your own sport. You know, you're obviously the star right now. And, you know, for the star of the sport to just suddenly step away, uh, people, what's, what's the kind of feeling around that? Yeah, oh, most most of the guys have been really, definitely people I compete against have been really supportive. I don't know if they, they want me to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Just because of that. But, yeah, they've been really supportive. But yeah, obviously for Kellogg's Nutrigrain, you know, winning it last year and being a young guy, because before that, you know, it was Shannon or Zane. You know, my brother Shannon or Zane Holmes in the last 11 years, I think those two have won it every year. Oh, so really? okay. I was the first sort of young guy to come through and beat those guys. And then to step away, uh, yeah, they were sort of a little bit sour about it. But in saying that, it's you know it's getting on to bigger and better things. So, you know, I don't know if they would have done anything different. Yeah. So um, it's your first triathlon. Um, welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. Um, give us, you know, in terms of your, your swim, I'm interested to know how you know. I know how tri- how good or bad triathletes swim. So for, for you, I mean, what do you what do you knock out a, a 400 in or a, or 100 in, in the pool? Oh. You know, I'm, I'm not really a pool swimmer, so yeah. everyone sort of says that, well, well, you know, a 400, but if I did a 400 time, it would be at the end of, you know, eight 400s in a pool set or something yeah. like that. So, yeah. you know, yeah, oh, you know, you can just go, you know, maybe a 410 or 415 or something like that at the yeah. end of a 400 set, but... With this, oh, I'm not, you know, silly. I know that the swim, you know, you can lose a race in the swim, but you definitely can't win it. So, not going out there to kill myself. And hopefully, there's a few other, you know, swimmers that are looking to do a good swim time and get out there, and I can sit behind them and get dragged along. What kind of time do you think you do in the swim? Because you, you obviously have a comparison with your own sport. This swim, um, oh, I'm just hoping I can be at the front. You know, yeah. uh, I don't want to try and pull away from anyone because. Really enjoy the bike, and I went a lot better, um, you know, in the last sort of 13 weeks riding than what I thought I would. So I want to get out there and do my best in the bike. And you know, I know if you're the best swimmer in the world, still 400 hard, four kilometres hard is still, you know, pretty hard. So yeah, yeah. don't want to go out there and cook myself too early, and you know, just get out there and warm into it and get on the bike. And hopefully, I can, you know, impress a few people on the bike. Yeah. Oh no, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how you go out there. I'm fascinated because you know you bring a perspective into our sport that a lot of people don't have. A, you're already you're coming from a different culture, and uh, and you know imagine just the way we look and you know and our dress and you know that kind of try kind of you know and you know John when we come here you could tell he's a real surfy dude and you know and and so what have been the funny things you've seen as you've moved into our world? Yeah, oh, I knew it was going to be pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Because you're like young and cool, and we're like kind of. Yeah, it's definitely a lot more laid back in in you know the surf life saving back home. Um, no one really wears the compression stuff, you know, days out and everything like that. So you just go to a grocery store and there's guys in speedos and their bikes walking around. So um, yeah, it's it's completely the opposite. So I don't know if I'm going to warm into it in that side of things. I don't we'll think see you I'll next ever, year. You have it all on. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen, but um, yeah, I think I'll get more and more serious as it goes. But yeah, the Europeans are a funny bunch. <laughs> and we've been out to see the the rest of the course in terms of the bike, or you've driven over any of the course? Yeah, or the. F- second day I was here on the Monday um, we went out I don't know what it's called but it was 60k out and just yep. did the 60k back so yep. um, I think it's you know just before that right hand when you go up to Harvey for the yep. last 30k so that was good to do the last 60k and then this morning we just sort of rode out to the airport and back so yep. sort of know that Queen K and it's all you know it's all pretty nice roads and it's pretty yep. straightforward so yep. just get out there and do your best. As a competitor how would you describe yourself in surf try? 
as a competitor? Yeah, like like because the thing about I'm just thinking about Iron Man. It's patience. Yeah, patience, being conservative. You know, waiting for that last bit to have to go. Are, Are you an aggressive competitor? And you know, I'm just curious to see. How would you normally approach a race and has that shifted because Ironman's a different beast? Yeah, I'm definitely an aggressive competitor. I'm probably the most aggressive out of everyone in the you know the, the surf series, which I did last year. I definitely fire up a lot, but you know, I've told a few people this for, for the Ironman, I, you can't really do that because no. you, you know you can't be angry for eight hours or you're just gonna tie yourself out. So you know, with the you know surf Ironman stuff last year, you might do five 15-minute races with five minutes gap in between. So you can sort of you know get psyched up and just race for 15 minutes angry or even the Coolangatta Gold like it's four hours or four and a half hours but it's sort of broken up you know every four kilometres that it's honestly you know a sprint from start to finish pretty much whereas you know in an Ironman it's definitely not you're just getting out there and you just want to relax but you know that's what I think I like about the sport you know getting out there this morning on the Queen K you know you're just on the bike and you're in your own world and just relaxing and just going so yeah you definitely have to race it a little bit different so um I won't be able to listen to too much rap music before. <laughs> it's an early start as well. <laughs> Was there any kind of negativity around the fact you didn't have to qualify? Did you get much kind of shit for that? Yeah, I don't really. You know, with the triathlon, as you said, everyone dresses sort of funny, but everyone sort of goes on, you know, all the blogs and everything like yeah. that. And I don't really do that. You know, if I go on the internet, I don't really go on blogs and talk yeah. to people and stuff. But um, yeah, I think so. You know, my coach Marcus, he, he's you know kept up to date with a little bit, but. You know, if, if, if it was me and I tried to, you know, make Kona and for so many years and I didn't, you know, get there and then someone got a slot, you know, I'd probably be pissed off at them as well. But, mm. you know, if I can guarantee if someone gave those guys, you know, said, all right, you want to go to Kona, then yeah. I'd probably take it. But in saying that, you know, if if I had last year, if I had the chance of doing a few Ironmans or half Ironmans to qualify, you know, I'd have did it. But yeah. I couldn't mm. because I was doing, you know, my sport and... Well, you know, and I think you're bringing exposure oh, to our sport. Yeah, like it's great. Yeah, well, I think that's the reason, you know, when you're back at, you know, definitely on the Gold Coast or even in Queensland, it might be a little bit different in Sydney, but if you say Ironman back there, you know, they think of board paddling and ski paddling. Mm-hmm. You know, Ironman triathlon's not that known, whereas you go to America or even New Zealand, you know, you say Ironman, everyone knows that's 180k on the bike. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, it's sort of, you know, letting people know that there is a sport, you know, Ironman triathlon and big, probably biggest race in the world in Hawaii. So, mm-hmm. you know, especially where I'm from in Gold Coast, you know, a lot of people take taking note of it and that's a good thing for so Ironman yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Great. Oh, no, we're looking forward to I, th- I think it's a good move having you here it's um, created a bit of interest for all of us and uh, no, I'm looking, really looking forward to, what, what are you wearing on race day so we can look out for you um, I'm wearing a bit of pink actually oh, so, oh really yeah. Rex is wearing pink yeah, is, that, is that for breast cancer no I just, um, just yeah, like I, I sort of yeah I sort of follow breast cancer but no just um, just sort of just have that little bit of stuff because I know there's 2,000 people out there so just to stand out a little bit but it's sort of grey and white with a little bit of pink edging so it looks pretty good. Uh, What athletes do you admire? Um, Oh definitely the Aussie guys you know watching it back um, you know when I started watching in 2005 I loved you know Norman Stadler and just get out there and cook yourself in the bike and just try and hang on and he did that year when he won it but um yeah, and it's like Chris Lieto when he led for 36k and then Crowey sort of passed him right at the end. I love that style of racing, just go out and just try and hang on. But, um, you know, looking at guys like Crowey and Macca, you know, they're just, you know, they're, they're you know, just surgeons at this race pretty much. So, yeah. and it's pretty good that they're from Australia and I've talked to those guys and they're pretty down to earth, just normal people. So, yeah, yeah hopefully um, it'd be great to see, you know, either one of those or Pete Jacobs, you know, pretty good mates with him, you know, get out there and 
beat those German guys. Yeah, bring it on. Oh, awesome. Well, good luck with the race. Look forward to see how you go. Yeah, mate, you'll be really interested to see how you go. Thanks for your time, mate. Um, Too easy. I've got Thanks, somebody mate. standing next to us in underpants, and I've got to know why. The underpants are this morning. Slightly Bro- concerning, really. He's just standing out in the expo, Bro- walking around with his undies on, and, and he's got a big smile on his face. What's all that about, John? Brian Rhodes, welcome back. What's the undies story? Well, Joe Lawn has stolen my backpack, and it's got my clothes in it. I meant to bring it here, and that's why I'm running around the uh, expo in my underpants. <laughs> Nice. Look, the flesh undies. Yeah, yeah the skull and crossbone undies. <laughs> so, you know, I don't think you're racing. What, what are you here doing? Um, I'm working with Savalo on, uh, you know, their big uh, project here. And um, it's got a big safe house and stuff like that. And I'm doing a little bit of commentary oh, for Ironman nice. Live oh, on, on uh, the morning of the race and just training for Arizona. So Have you done much of the commentary stuff before? I did Texas, yeah. Ironman, and also Ironman New York commentary. So Have you enjoyed that side of it? Yeah, I think that's something that I'd really, really like to get into. I think, uh, you know, it's uh, an area that I think I can, you know, put something back. I follow the sport so passionately and, you know, watch the ITU guys come into long distance. And, you know, I think I've got a little bit more input than some of the old boys. So what do you think of the, the state of Ironman at the moment? You know, we've had a, a bit, last two years has been a bit of a transformation with the, the qualifying and... Uh, you know, they've got some races are getting slightly better money. We all know that it's never going to be enough. But um, do you think they're heading in the right direction? Uh, I think they've still got a massive room to improve. Like, I think the point system was really good. But, you know, they could have a um, championship series on top of that, you know, where they could give a final prize purse like, like um, ITU do. They um, have a series. This is the world champs. This is the final, you know, uh, do a bonus sort of series like that like I mean we're racing a lot like what I looked at is and that's why I'm doing Arizona is the guys that did the early 2000 point races qualified quite easily whereas if you left it later you actually had to do more Ironmen you know with with your five you know like Peter V gets in easy because he does like 10 Ironmen but you know like if you're only racing specifically a few Ironmen then you really want to get them in very early and shoot for those higher point races because the points are so good and like I saw like Josh, Josh Ricks did Bustleton and then he also did um, Melbourne where you got a 4,000 a championship point race and it really makes it easy to qualify and you're done pretty early so that's the thing if, I get, if you, um, the way I look at it if you want to come to Kona you just pick your races right and whereas if you go pick a 1,000 point race it's going to be hard, try, hard yeah, to get Yeah, but there's you. also the fact that, that like, you look at Cam now, like New Zealand's worth nothing now, but for Cam Brown, winning New Zealand's race, there's good PR, there's good sponsorship kind of commitments that come with that as well. So there's a catch-22 for a lot of athletes in their hometown events. Yeah, it is. I mean, Cam's like got a, you know, it's nostalgia. He's yeah. done it, you know, 10 times. and But it, it does make it hard. Like, he's done more Ironman races than he's ever done in his life but he's also looking at the bigger picture he's getting near the end and you know time to bow out and where can you make your money and where can you capitalize the most and it is racing Ironman so you know but it's diverse and they could do a little bit more I I just don't believe the thousand point races with twenty five thousand dollars prize money is is the right way to go like no Ironman should be that lower amount of points and and money like it should at least all Ironman should at least be what the top sort of 70.3 and that's at 1500 points so and they don't have any of those ones so well we're going to rock on because we've got Mary Beth behind you and uh, we've actually planned an appointment for her so rock on mate good luck this weekend in your commentary I'm sure all the listeners will hear you on the day yeah and I'll give you Ironman talk yeah they will I am talk talk. 
Okay. A shout out. Nice win, mate. We'll be looking right. for it. We'll be looking for it. Good win, mate. Thanks. Hopefully, you find some clothes before Friday, before Saturday. Uh, nah, just run around in my undies all day. All, that's what you're doing, Kona, isn't it? That's right. I've said, Joycey, Joycey, two minutes. Come over here. I've said, Joycey, can I have two minutes? She goes, I know what your two minutes are like. That's all good. How you going, mate? Uh, pretty good, yeah. Much uh, happier than I was. Like, if you'd have asked me that question two days ago, I would have probably burst into tears. So, so two days ago, I go on Facebook and I see you're not, not well. Tell everyone what happened. Um... I, I'd been feeling a little under the weather since arriving and then it developed into a cough and I went to see a doctor on Monday morning and I felt bad but not really, really bad and he was, said I had tonsillitis and uh, a bronchial infection but he was pretty, we didn't want to go straight to the antibiotics because that has kind of, you know, it stops your absorption and stuff and I went home and then my temperature went up to 101 and I just could not get out of bed and so I went back the next day and I uh, could barely walk up the stairs so he put me on the really strong course of antibiotics and like another 24 hours and the fever broke and I started feeling human again and um, during those two days I couldn't even the idea of doing an Ironman was laughable um, but then I woke up yesterday morning and felt much better and I was like okay I can start thinking about racing again I've still got three days to really get better and I'm feeling better today than I did yesterday so hopefully tomorrow I'll feel better than I did today and how do you switch your mind around then because obviously psychologically those two days must have been a bit of a bit of a head mind mess you know like how do you switch yourself back to focus um in those two days I didn't even think about the race because I felt so awful I just wanted to feel better um and then now that I'm feeling better um I kind of like, you know, in some ways people say, you know, the expectation isn't there because I've been pretty sick and it's, you know, respiratory, which I kind of need those on Saturday. But I know there are a few things that like I think about all the really good training I've done coming into that and I have felt in really, really good shape. So... And then I'm just grateful that I can actually start. You know, you put so much work into coming to a race like this and obviously I, I want to put the performance out there that I have believed that I can do all all until Monday but there's a realist in me and you know I have in some ways I just don't know what's going to happen you know until I start racing so um, it's kind of a bit nerve-wracking but I kind of figure I've got nothing to lose so well, you know what I'll give you 237 oh, oh you got, got one question because oh, it's too long <laughs> yeah you've um you just said you've been on a really strong um, dose of antibiotics but I also heard you saying to somebody else you've had uh, the drug squad in this morning doing doing drug testing how, how difficult it is to know what you can and can't take to try to get better um, I've been lucky to see a really good sports doctor who has just recently um, set up on the island and so he's very much he's worked with cyclists and a lot you know other <laughs> and and other triathletes and he maybe we're going to see an amazing day out of <laughs> and so he you know I check he checks that it's not on the banned list and everyone knows the banned list is impossible to look through though, isn't it uh, yeah it's not yeah. He, he's, he's better at it than me but um, you know I would never do anything no. that would I can tell you these antibiotics aren't performance enhancing. Um, so, Life-saving. Yeah. Hey, what about the men's race? What are you thinking? Um, I don't know. You know, it's hard to see past Crowey. He's just such a class act. But there's a lot of... I don't know. I always look... 
look forward to like getting off the bike and seeing how they're doing on Alihi Drive and then again on the Queen K. But I don't know. It's, it's hard to know, but I kind of think Crowey will, you know, he seems to have got this race sussed. It'd be great to see um, Andreas, you know, kind of step up. Yeah. He's had some really good races, so yeah. Well, I, I took four minutes. That, that's pretty good for me because I know my tweet means half an hour, as you say. Hey, thanks. I, I don't know if we've got. To, I might have given him a different nickname, but it's the Admiral's here. And it's the Admiral. Uh, we, we, we gave two people the Admiral, and I can't. Remember, I'm not sure what happened there, but he's claimed it, haven't you? I have. Yeah, I'm happy with Nick Nose Rose. That'll do as well. <laughs> Who cares? Two names. Nose Rose. I, I, yeah, that was a shocking effort, mate. It was a great effort. I came up with blind. Why do you, you call your Nose Rose? Well, they're just Nick Rose. It went with it. I don't know. It wasn't. I'll tell you what it was. I think is I gave myself the Admiral and he didn't like it. Uh, yeah, you can't it? go giving yourself Nick. Oh, their ball was pretty good. Uh, yeah. I was going to get a tattoo of it. I wouldn't be putting Nick Nose Rose on my back, though, would I? Just to get an I Am, an I Am Talk jersey. The Admiral will do. I love the thing I love about the Admiral. He's a pirate and he's always got his pirate top on. He's got his blue 70 whatever on right now, but he's got his pirate top underneath it. It's commitment. It's committed. Oh, yeah, well, it's like a beacon. Hey, so it's your second time here. You know, last time you had a pretty good race last time, didn't you? Yeah, 10 21. Yeah, you were stoked with it. And, uh, and it was, you know, you had that kind of wide eyed kind of, you know, wow, this experience is pretty amazing. You've arrived pretty late. What's it like getting here this time? Uh, better. Oh yeah. My youngster's my youngster's gone. Uh, is three years older this time, and I think I've gone down in child years. I'm more still a child. This is brilliant. Coming down Alihi Drive this morning at 6:30, watching people running again. It was just brilliant. I can't wait. You said that uh, this one's more about the family holiday. That's why you've arrived late. Does that mean it's not such a um, kind of try to kill it race, or are you still treat to teach in the race? Uh, come race morning, it'll be game face. I don't think you can help it. Um, but um, I think I'm going to relax into the swim and hopefully help the swim faster, and then just try and kill it. I don't, I don't think you can do anything else. And then Disneyland afterwards. Sorry, Disneyland afterwards. Yes, Disneyland. Disneyland for the three-year-old and the family. That'll be brilliant. Three days. Mickey Mouse's Halloween party. Throwing out caps. <laughs> we get the throwing out caps out behind, and uh, that's why hearing all this noise behind us. So, um, so what's the goal then? Um, I'd like to beat 10:20, but it's all weather dependent, isn't it? So I'm going to go for position, same as last time. See if I can beat my position. What, what position did you get last time? 4:50. Yeah. Looking at an overall position, do we not? An unage group position? Overall, overall, yeah. Age group would be good, but it's got faster every year, isn't it? I mean, three years ago, it's like incredible. Everyone's just got so much faster. It's like I won my age group in New Zealand. I don't think I'd even get top five in New Zealand nowadays, based on my times. <laughs> so I'd just, just say you won. Yeah. Uh, well, good luck, mate, and I will see you. you'll hear us screaming for you. Go, Ro! Nosey! <laughs> <laughs> Any, I don't care. I'll see you on Polani. Yeah, Thanks, man. Tim, what's yeah. oh, we got, we got the guy pouring the coffee, and it's Tim Gainsford, is it? That's right. But the guy pouring the coffee for was Tim Gangster, <laughs> which is pretty... Yeah, well, that, you know, sometimes I'm... Uh, yeah, yeah. You look pretty gangster. That's right, yeah. Donate to the show, and that'll be your nickname. <laughs> oh, yeah, I should do that. I'm going to do that. Hey, um, so, so you're racing? No, here to uh, support quite a few people, actually. Well, it was funny, I was, I was at the Parade Nations the other night, and the amount of Australians, like, by far, it seemed to be... 240 Australians. Yeah. Uh, it's about 15 percent or something. Yeah. Was it? There's a friend of mine, John, and um, he's been following Pete since. We have team Jacobs, Pete Jacobs. So we're here to back him. He'll go one better than last year. We had a great race last year, and I'm you know. Yeah, yeah. So we've got quite a few friends racing. So. Uh, so, so have you got 200 and something athletes? How many supporters have you got here? Oh, must be. 
100,000. The whole of Australia has come over, yeah. You, you Aussie guys are talking of the Aussie trifecta, which is which is quite realistic, really, isn't it? Especially in the male, on the male side, at least. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's a chance. I mean, I guess there's a reasonable possibility, but there's a lot of good guys out there. So, uh, so, so you guys are picking Jacobs over Crowey? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's Pete's year. I picked it. I picked it um, eight years ago when he made his debut, debut here in 2004. That he win in 2012. So that's why I had to be here. It's going to happen, John. Put your money on it. Here we go. We're off to the TAB. We're going right now. <laughs> hey, and so this is your first time coming and watching the race. First time for me. Yeah, absolutely. We. Uh, you enjoying it? I love it. It's great. Yeah, we we did a sort of road trip around the Los Angeles, San Diego, and then came to Honolulu, and then Tacoma. What do, what do you? Th- does it? Um, you've, you've obviously followed the race. Does it sort of meet? Is it like what you thought it would be, or different? What's what's different? No, it's like I thought it would be. It's um, it's crazy. It's just triathlon everywhere. Everywhere, you know, every corner, every tent, every everything. You feel fat too, don't you? Yes. Yeah. And he's not fat. And I feel really bad because people. The first thing people say to you is, "Are you competing?" And you have to say, "No, no, I'm just here watching." You just lie. <laughs> Just get sick of saying no, no. We're doing yeah. media work. Yeah. Oh, you guys been eat up? Okay then. Yeah. <laughs> That's I do that. I might just lie. Yeah. I'm media. Yeah. yeah. I'm pro. Okay. Oh, Andy oh, runs about to happen. Okay, boys. <laughs> okay, boys. Thank you very much. I just wanted to say you guys are fantastic. So I wanted to saw you out here and to... oh, appreciate that, mate. Thank you. And uh, I know I have to donate. I'll, I'll donate yeah. my gangster. 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 It's got a good ring to it. Gangster. Gangster. Well, there we go. Here we go. Got Michelle. Vestaboo. Vestaboo. Did, right? did we get it right? Yeah, yeah, that yes. was great. Yes. <laughs> That's all we wanted. Doesn't so, matter. What, she, I was just saying before we started um, the interview that we haven't really had any Euro athletes on. No, I don't you, think. Yeah, you you're, know, a bit, uh, you're a bit really with, you know, biased. I know, I just, you know, who did I. It's the noise. <laughs> some people around here are inconsiderate. They've turned some fan on outside. Anyway, shouldn't be too bad, should nah, it? We'll, we'll survive. Um, but I always like to, to try to get a few of the um, new names, up-and-comers and, and, and what have you, and Michelle certainly falls into that bracket. It's first time in Kona. What have, what have you thought so far? Oh, I'm so excited, of course. Yeah. You're excited by everything. It was quiet when I got here, but the tension is increasing and the athletes is increasing and everyone is looking so fit and so well-prepared for the race. So lots of fun. Yeah. Did, did, did you were saying before, you know... I'm going to close that door, Sean. you got to close that door, John. Yeah. We'll take over. You were saying before how... Um, I'm, he just closes the door. Um, how, you, you know, you did Melbourne. You, you kind of had a bit of a tough day at the office on the run. The bike, you know, you had a good bike, but the run didn't go so well. You got ninth, but it gave you more points than winning Lanzarote. How does that feel? It's, it feels a little bit strange because I definitely feel much more pleased with my victory in Lanzarote and Lanzarote is a tough one and mm. I love that course and I love the atmosphere there so yeah I think the point system not to complain I think it's a little bit strange in somewhere that yeah. Which race do you think you raced better at? I raced, raced better in Lanzarote, of course. Mm. It was uh, I was a little bit longer in my season, and even my third Ironman in Lanzarote, I learn every, I la- learn a new thing every time I'm in a race, of course. So your third Ironman was it? In, in this is my third Ironman, okay. yeah. In, in six months. In so. Arizona on debut, um, I think did you go? You went about nine nine hours fifteen, something like that. Was it a nine eleven? Nine eleven. Yeah. Not bad for debut. debut. Yeah. How, how, so how was that? That was a great one. Yeah. yeah, I just know knew I'm a fast swimmer, so I was out on the bike with uh, Leander Cave and Lindsay Colbin. We were together on the bike, and I was just 
feeling confident because I knew I was with the fast girls, so, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to expect, expect of the run. I have never ever biked more than four hours mm-hmm. <laughs> for yeah. the training, and I had never run more than 30K. Yeah. I did that once in a ITU race, so yeah. I didn't know what to expect, expect, so I was just out there having fun. Yeah. And so this ha- fifth in 9-11, I was pleased. So how have you found the transition from ITU into the Ironman? I loved it. Oh, really? Yeah, because I tried to go to the Olympic in a strange way, but I never actually felt it in my stomach. I wasn't fast enough, and it was too much struggling for me. And I just love this distance much more, and I feel confident on this one. So, t- so tell us a bit about your background. You know, you got three Ironmans under your belt, but but what was life before triathlon, and 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 how long were you doing ITU and stuff? Yeah, I actually started triathlon quite late. I've been doing it for five years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a former elite swimmer, mm-hmm. and then I got f- enough of that and mm-hmm. finished, and have five years without without of any sport at all. Mm-hmm. I was at the university studying and I was a party guide in Lourdes de Mar. really? <laughs> and stuff like that. So, uh, contrast. I, yeah, totally contrast. So I'm really good on Sunday. No. Yes, <laughs> right. I will take you on on that. Yeah. Yeah. No. So when I first got into it, I found out that I was a strong swimmer and a strong biker. And so the run has been my weakness until now. Mm-hmm. Until now. <laughs> no, until now. Why so, now? No, why now? I just I have some years now. With I had started without a lot of injuries. I had a fracture in my foot. I have the shin splits. I have everything you can imagine, where you come from swimming because mm. you're so weak. Mm. And I haven't been running at all. Sport in those five years wasn't existing. So yeah. So obviously the run in Kona is a bit different, and, and it's probably quite hard for you to predict um, what you're going to run. But you know, say you were to go back to say a Melbourne course or something like that um, which is you know a pretty flat run what do you what do you think you're capable of running um, actually I've been doing yeah I've been doing three Ironmans and I've been running 320 on every one of them yeah, yeah. <laughs> also on Lanzarote and I definitely think I've improved a lot since Lanzarote I've lost some some weight which yeah. has definitely helped me as well yeah. and Lanzarote the bike course is 180k all by yourself and it's 220 9,000 feet, yeah, 2,600 meters. Yeah, yeah. So it's a hard one and it takes almost an hour more. So I think I, my run has also improved already on Lanzarote, so I improved even more now. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I can run, not to say too much, around 310. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what's the motivation for you to come to this race when you're an up-and-comer and, you know, it only pays 10 deep here and you're probably good enough to go to another race somewhere and win it you know say, mm-hmm. say around this time you could have gone to maybe challenge Barcelona or you yeah. could have gone I don't know there's probably there's, there's other races that are coming up that yeah. you probably could have gone and won but you've chosen to come here and um, risk you know hopefully you got get in the top 10 geez mm-hmm. we hope so but you may not it's quite a risk mm-hmm. there's, there's 20 is it 25 or 30 25, 25 girls yeah. 25 girls so it's going to be 15 girls that don't get a paycheck um, 30 Oh, is it 30, 30 is it? 30 20, 25 and then plus 5, isn't That's it? That's right, yeah. 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 So 20 girls aren't getting a paycheck. Is that, how important is that to you, or are you looking at this as a long-term thing, or are you just backing yourself to get in the top 10? I definitely look at this like a long-term. I'm definitely aiming for a top 10, no mm. doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, I, I've been thinking about this question during the year. Uh, why don't I just take some challenge racing, get some money, and mm. go the easy way? Because I've been putting money in this, also because I'm a new girl. Mm. Uh, but 
But when I'm here, I know why I'm here because it's so fantastic to be here. I haven't. Mm. Ima- I have dreamt about this, but it's as matching, you know, as fantastic as I'm imagining it to be. Yeah, <laughs> Can yeah. you say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's living up to the dream. It living up to the dream. I was in the Oakley house. It was fantastic. All the scooties. <laughs> I was in the cheer house and all the scooties. And <laughs> it's just fantastic being a pro athlete here as well, yeah. and just the atmosphere. Yeah. So how do you make it as, as a pro, you know, because we, we again, we talk to the guys that are, you know, top the top five in the world have consistently yeah. been there and we know that they get quite a bit from endorsements. But, you know, when you go and win Lanzarote, I can't remember what the prize money is, but it's not incredible. You know, the other races are great. So how do you make it all work? I see you've got, you know, some sponsors down the front of your top yeah. there, but <laughs> but how are you finding it as a, as a sort of a new pro when you don't have any backing from your federation or anything like that? Yeah, it's been hard to get into the scene and it, I get some money now from some sponsors and I hope it will get better after Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> but still, I've been uh, I've finished my master's degree in sport and health in November, so I've been coaching okay. some athletes for their first competition in Copenhagen for the first uh, Ironman. Cool. So I've been doing that next to the sport so everything could go yeah. around and smoothly. So it's been working out. I'm doing... Yeah, yeah. I haven't a blast of a time and yeah I see this as an investment as well yeah, yeah. for the future for my yeah business and exactly yeah. yeah in that way so you know you, you you kind of had this party animal period well maybe you're you're a party what was it guide a party guide and uh <laughs> so what got you back into sport after that actually that's a funny story <laughs> where you go okay no I actually met my boyfriend and mm. he was just on Lanzarote Club of Santa Sport with uh, Rasmus Henning and some of Dirk Bokken and some of those guys. And he was just starting during triathlon. So I told him at the discotheque, of course, because that was where I was hanging out, that <laughs> I was a triathlete myself. Yeah. Then I found out that he was living just next to me back home in Odense. Oh, really? So I just signed up in the triathlon club when I got home and got started with the triathlon. So it was for so a man. I had to do it. I told him <laughs> that I was doing triathlon. So, so he's quitting now and earning the money, and now I'm the... The pro athlete. <laughs> so, <cold>. Yeah. <laughs> what about the scene over in um, Denmark? You know, obviously you've got Rasmus Henning and you've um, and there's uh, you know, you've had one or two good athletes. You've got Jimmy Johnson and, and one or two others that sort of come out of the woodwork from time to time. But um, you know, do, do you guys get much profile over there? And not much. Getting better with the Challenge Copenhagen, actually, mm-hmm. and with can I say that here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. With the Challenge Copenhagen, no, we, we, the Challenge always. We, we love the Challenge, uh, the Challenge yeah. guys. It's all uh, all love. We, we give everybody yeah, yeah, love. Yeah. They put on a good race. We support it. Yeah, cool. But, and the race in Copenhagen is fantastic. So there's a lot of people coming into the triathlon scene in Denmark right now. Mm. So you can definitely feel that the attention about your person is getting bigger there. Mm. But that's great. It's mm. really good for the sport. That, and also with the 70.3 Norway and the, 70, uh, the Ironman in Sweden, mm. the Scandinavians is getting onto the scene. So, mm. yeah, and we have we had a good federation there, which has been helping. Yeah, mostly the Olympic distance yeah, athlete yeah. for the, yeah, Olympics. So how close were you to the Olympics? Was it? I was far away. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had the, we had these two girls, yeah. uh, Line. Jensen and Hille Fredriksen, which yeah, was yeah. at the Olympic this year. And I was the reserve for some years, and then Camilla took the reserve, and I started doing my long-distance races instead. Which was, it, was, it, was it a bugger? Was no, it? it was nasty. I never believed it in myself, because uh. I knew that I should be the kind of reserve for the two girls. So, I've, yeah, 
it was not a bugger. I should hope for them to get injured or stuff like that, and that wasn't fun actually. So, <laughs> so I wasn't a bugger. No. <laughs> I, love I love your honesty. <laughs> yeah. So, so what's your plan? Um, you know, you're gonna you're gonna go out there the weekend and, and uh, get get yourself a nice top five, and um, yeah, <laughs> and what what's gonna be the plan after that? You know, your, your progression um, in terms of what you got planned for winter. I can't imagine training in um, Denmark over winter is too, too nice um, what about over winter what do you do and then and then what are you sort of thinking for, for next year you stay on the, the sort of the Ironman races and, and get your points there or what's the plan my plan is definitely that I get a good place on Saturday because mm. then I can choose a little bit more for next year which races I want to do it's been a stiff program this year mm. which this one is my fourth Ironman mm. and I or is it just to qualify that was just to qualify, yeah, yeah. because I chose Lanzarote yeah. because I loved that race and I knew that the points were slow there. I would love to come back to defend my title on Lanzarote next year, mm. but it also depends about the points. But I'm at Club La Santa Sport eight, week, eight weeks a year during mm. the winter period because mm. it's just like this uh, lava volcanic island mm. with lots of wind, so mm. it makes you strong there. Mm. Yeah, so I love training there. There's always someone to push you in the swim and on the bike and on the run. Yeah, we, we asked a lot of the age groupers about you know when their first time here, they, whether they, anything has surprised them. Um, you know, you you will have heard a lot about this race, and you've probably been out on the full course now. Any surprises for you out there? No, not really. It hasn't yeah. been windy enough, so I right. hope it will get windy on Saturday. Yeah, like you want a bit of wind? Yeah, I like a bit of wind. Nice. I think, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm good at that, so I can push it a little bit harder and make some of the other girls tired. It's, it's funny that um, everybody seems to say they want the wind, uh, pros and most age groupers, but then when they finish the race, oh, bugger that wind. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was windy. <laughs> so. yeah. No, it will be fine if we can get a little bit cloudy as well and not too yeah. warm. I don't feel that the humidity has been so... Yeah, bad yeah. as everyone has been talking about I think a lot of people are like oh it's so warm and you're dying and be careful and of course I will be careful and yeah. have respect for the course and the we're weather but still come on we might put that question to you as you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're running into the energy lab or coming out of the energy lab how's that how's that humidity going yeah. for you how is it Michelle <laughs> hey um you know your aim is probably more top 10 than, than in the, well if you could win it would be amazing what do you, what do you think is going to happen with, who do you think is going to take it out I definitely have my favourites. Yeah, um, and tell us who they are. Yeah. No, I love Meredith Ellis and I yeah. love Rachel Joyce, so yeah. I hope that they could do good as well. Caroline, Caroline is definitely a con competitor for the first place as well. She's yeah. been doing really good. She mm. looks really strong yeah. as well. And Leander Cave, which I mm. met in some races now, she's also yeah. so one of my contenders for the top three spaces. So yeah. we will see. Um, the only other question I've got is around the swim. So you, you come from a swim background. What, um, what was your distance and what sort of times were you, were you knocking out? Oh, I was actually not so good a swimmer yeah. back then. I'm actually getting better now, I really? think. Yeah. So I chose the easy one. I was the 200-meter butterfly swimmer. Oh, and the, the easy eight, one? Yeah, the 800-meter free. Not oh. many was doing those, yeah. you know. Oh, okay. So that was why I could get on the podium on those <laughs> ones. I chose those. So, so do you think, so it's, uh, in Melbourne, did you come out with... Uh, uh, with Joycey and um, the lead girls there? Or yeah, in Melbourne, yeah, I did. Yeah. So jo Rachel was uh, in front of us there. Yeah. Yeah, she was. So I was leading the main group out of the road. I think I was second or third. 
out okay. of the water there. Yeah. So you expect to be at the front? I will be in the front pack. Oh, yeah. So we have Amanda Stevens, which is really strong. Oh, she's a machine, isn't she's she? She's a machine on yeah, the yeah, swim, yeah. 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 And I was thinking, who's going to take the swim preem? But she crushed yeah. everybody last year, I think. Yeah, yeah. she's a strong one. Yeah, also, right. also in Arizona, she was just in front of us the whole way. Yeah. Uh, the swim, so well, what about um? I had a question that was just oh, what about the boys' race? What do you think is going to happen on the guys? Oh, it's exciting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, my favorite is Rasmus Henning. It's Rasmus Henning, of yes, course. It's Rasmus Henning. Uh-huh. Do you think? Do you think we have a good race? You know, because he's kind of in that place where obviously this is his yeah. last race, and uh, and he hasn't really cracked Kona. He had one good race the first year, and mm. and the last couple of races have been a bit of a disappointment for him. But it's pedigree. He's yeah. he's an amazing athlete. So yeah. he. he if he turned around and won it, we wouldn't go, oh my God, that's a shock. Mm. But I will say something. Okay, here we go. And don't tell anyone. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, it's our little secret. Rasmus is just so calm now. He knows what he's doing, so I think he can pull something good out of this Oh, one. really? Mm. So yeah. since he knows he's finishing, it's like, he's, Yeah, he he's just, I know Rasmus personally, know him from some years now, and I really find, I can see that he's pleased with the situation now. He's oh. calm, he's not... Getting all this uh, gossip shipped, uh, la la la, you know mm, what yeah. I mean? Mm. So I think he can do good, yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. He can hit it. Is he got dark horse, is he? It's a little bit of a dark horse because yeah. no one is mentioning no, him. No. And he's still the winner of Hai We Abu Dhabi. Yeah. He has a lot of. Oh, he's yeah, a great he's, athlete. He's such he's, a good. Yeah. He's so talented. But he's a big time racer as well. Yeah. Big races. Yeah. yeah. No, so it could be interesting. It will be interesting. Okay, and what I, else? What else? Because you always seem to have a good course. Oh. I've been training with Sebastian as well on uh, on Lanzarote, and yeah. now we see him in Vegas. And he's not he's not saying that he's one of the favorite at all, but yeah. but I think he can make some fun out there yeah, yeah. on the bike. If he not get a too big gap on the swim, then he will definitely make some mess out there. I think it would be fun how the, the guys re- the how, the, how the guys react to it actually yeah. because are we going with him because he showed a fast run as well in Vegas yeah, yeah. so they shouldn't li- give him too much time yeah, yeah. but but it's, I think Rui will take this one. <laughs> it's just like a disappointment. Yeah, <laughs> but I think... No, he's <laughs> Especially if it's with Crowey. No, I met Crowey in Vegas. He's so down-to-earth and such a polite guy, so I love him as well. So, so what kind of... You know, you're, you're at this very beginning period of, of your long-distance triathlon career. What are... What do you see yourself? Where do you see yourself going with this? Is the aim to, to be the world champion in the next kind of few years? Like where? What, what's? I suppose that's an obvious question, but where do you see your growth? You always want to win. Of mm. course, you want to win. But I also know that I don't want to do the sport for ten more years. Oh yeah. How yeah. are you now? Without being, I'm 29. Oh, you're young. Yeah, I'm one of the youngest, I think, in the the field. So really, in the girls' ha- field. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. Yeah. So I have some years to go, and we will see how it leads me. It's my first year with, with, with distance running amount, and you know, with o- no injuries and stuff like that. So I think they should look out for the Westerby from Denmark. Oh, yeah. Westerby from Denmark. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. that. It's got a good ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to seeing how you go. Yeah, um, yeah we have a great race. I'm just yeah. looking forward to seeing who's in that front pack coming out of the swim and see what happens in the first 40k of that bike. Oh, it's going to be. It's just. Gonna, and it's good this year because the girls' race. You know, Chrissy was just so great, and, yeah. and she kind of. She was like Michael Schumacher. I forgot wasn't she? to say, Marinda is of course a competitor as well. Yeah. Yeah, if she can catch us on the bike. Mm. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. So yeah, was, yeah. Uh, the, now, now I ruined the <laughs> 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 No, we're looking forward to how the girls race. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, awesome. Thank you for your time. Good luck this weekend, and I will see you somewhere out in the course. See you at the finish yeah. line. Oh, you. we'll probably see you on the oh, course. Yeah, on the course. Well, yeah. well, I, Remember I, to I, wave. Oh, I, I, You'll I, hear us. I've been asking <laughs> lots of people so we know what you're wearing, what, so we can spot you. What, what are you wearing on the day? Normally, I'm the pink lady. Right. Yeah, but okay. so my my pink my, my my bike is pink. Yeah. But I'm wearing purple. Purple. Yeah. Oh. Do you know my daughter? Why the change? Yeah, because uh, I got a new sponsor. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm pink on my nails. Oh, look at that. Yeah. And, and it was just one for the, for the purple. Yeah. Yeah. She's exactly. got like five. Yeah. I've, got, I've got a three-year-old daughter and she goes, my favourite colours are pink and purple. Yeah, look. <laughs> there you go. Like She's going to be your new favourite. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> the more, the better, you know. Awesome. Now, thanks for your time. Yeah, it's wonderful. Thank you, Thank you very much. Brilliant. Oh, we've, got the next we've, got, we've got the Aquathon champion Dave Fish here, uh, Bruce Dewey Wetsuit Aquathon champion. Is how, the goggles, how do those goggles work? Those are hard school, those are, those are old school swim goggles. Old school, my first Ironman was 1983. Really? First couple races, 81, so yeah. Um. So he's got the goggles on that are like, don't have any of the padding or anything, the pure, the pure swimmer's goggles. After that, it's all downhill. So how many, how many Ironman have you done? 16. Yeah. So, yeah, what before, before aero bars, before wetsuits, before all these cheating devices. <laughs> He's still got the goggles to prove it. Have you done Kona? Never. I've qualified a bunch of times, but I lived on the east coast of the United States, and I'm not a big traveler. And so I'm like, eh, we got It's a very provincial area, New England. And so we had our own Ironman back there, the Cape Cod Endurance Ironman in the 80s. And a couple guys actually went to Kona, and they got ostracized because of like, you're too big of a pussy to, to race all of us right here, and you have to go to Kona to race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so. So, so, would you do the? Would you want to do this race now? Yeah, probably. I had an opportunity a couple of years ago to do it, and I passed it up. So, so will you, would you sign up for the legacy program, or can you still qualify? Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, so I, I may do it, and I had a chance to do it with a with a sponsor a couple of years ago, and I passed that. So, yeah. We got a. We interviewed Karen Smyers. She's in New England country, isn't she? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up uh, swimming with her and, and racing with her and, and things like that. Yeah, way back in the old days. Yeah. For a guy who's done 16 Ironman, um, I'm curious. That you, you don't seem overly interested in doing this race. You know, like I'm sure you tick the box one day, but, but why is it? I really don't know. You know, we came here a few years ago, Nance and I, with the intention to buy a couple condos. And when I got here, I was we, we, we got here right before the race, stayed a week after the race. And before the race was awesome. You know, best place on the triathlon planet. The week after it was just dudes trying to sell you crack. <laughs> so like let's get the hell out of here. So this is the first time we've been back since. So Yeah, so yeah, but it's the it's definitely the center of the triathlon world. I see a lot of a lot of real old friends and things like that. So it's quite cool, isn't it? If you've been a triathlete for a while, it's kind of a catch up week, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Plus we're doing um, well I'm doing um Iron Man Arizona. So we're using it as a training camp. I biked the course a couple times and yesterday was we went up to uh Waikoloa yesterday and it was blowing up there. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. Bring it on tomorrow. Yeah. You wait till you wait till camp in May. Well, good luck in Arizona, mate. And we'll see you probably see you tomorrow. Thanks guys, safe for work. We've got someone else here. How are you going, Imo? I'm good, how are you? I'm really great, mate. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, and the coffee boat this morning? Oh yeah. I would have come out just for you guys, but I came out for coffee too. She says all the right things, mate. Oh, who, so who else we got here? So I'm Who else we got here? Randy Barron and Carolyn Barron. Randy Barron. Where are you guys from? Houston. Yeah, Woodlands, Texas. Iron Man, Texas. Hey, y'all. That's my favorite saying. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, so you no, guys. You gotta say Texas. 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 Is that how we say it? Texas. Texas. Yeah, Iron Man St. George in Texas, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, you obviously know we're pretty sharp. Hey, so you guys are coming to spectate? Yes. Yes, yeah, so a 20th anniversary trip, so we decided to come out and watch. The race, yeah. So it's first time you're watching the race here. Twentieth yep. Ironman anniversary. Marriage. <laughs> She's done two Ironmans. I'm just, I'm just the sporting spouse. Nice, nice. Yeah. So how was the swim out for you then? Like well, I'm wearing fins. Does that tell you anything? Oh. <laughs> you got fins on? Mate? You got fins on? Oh no. Oh no. Oh, no. Hey, uh, and so how long are you guys here for? Till Tuesday evening. Even Tuesday. So. Yeah. And so what's the experience like coming over watching it? Oh, it's been great so far, seeing all the pros, yeah. seeing you guys oh, swimming out right here. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> Pictures with all the pros, Crowey and Jordan Rapp and Mary Beth Ellis. Awesome. Can't wait to see happening. the race on Saturday. Yeah. Really? yeah. What are your predictions? No, no, no. Ooh, uh. I think Crowey and Maka. Yeah. I hope they're battling it out on the finish. Yeah. And Gills? Stefan, Mary Beth Ellis, maybe? Caroline Stefan. Uh, and probably Rennie. I'd love to see Mary Beth Ellis as a dark horse. <laughs> I'd love to see Jordan Rapp as a dark horse, but I think it's Mac and Crowley battling it out. Oh, definitely Mary Beth Ellis. I'm hoping Sarah Pampiano is up there with her on the podium. Oh, I still got to vote for Crowley. It's hard to look past Crowley, isn't it? Europeans are going to crush everybody. Everybody's picking the Aussies. Europeans are going to come out and they're going to crush it. Yeah, exactly. Cam Brown, that's the guy, right? He's my duck horse. Cam Brown has a good swim. He'll be in the top five. If he can come out of the swim with them. He's top five. You heard it first. The other guy who's raced well in heat is Joseph Major. He was fourth at Texas two years in a row and ninth here last year. Yeah. It'll be fascinating times. Same. Well, good luck tomorrow. So the plan for tomorrow is to get out and see the race? Oh, yeah. Definitely. We're going to sit at home in their condo and watch it all online. <laughs> it's a lot cooler. It's a lot cooler. You don't need sunblock. Hey, well, good luck, guys. Nice Thanks. meeting you. Nice meeting you. Okay, Juan, Juan. Juan. Car Carlos. Jimenez, that's right. Juan, Juan Carlos. Jimenez. And Juan Carlos went through a period where everything went wrong in his life when it comes to being a triathlete. He, he was age group of the week at one stage. Yeah. Tell, tell us your story, Juan. Uh, my wife and I, we train and two weeks out from Ironman Japan, the race was, got, got cancelled. Uh, uh, a year later, we signed up for Ironman China. Two weeks out, the race got cancelled. Uh, twice in a row, uh, about two years later, signed up for Ironman NZ, and two days before the race, as you know, the race got cancelled, but uh, I backed it up by uh, signing up to uh, Ironman Melbourne, just as a precaution, and lucky for me, I uh, managed to get uh, a, a slot, managed to qualify in Melbourne, so uh, it does take time, but it finally pays off, persistence, and uh, uh, the boys at uh, Ironman and Set were uh, making jokes when I arrived, saying that the race will be cancelled because I'm there. Oh, no. And it was all fun and games until the race was announced, cancellationless. And uh, yeah, they weren't really laughing then. I was actually. <laughs> Had a beer to relax and uh, got on with the business. So. You got the right attitude. But hey, uh, so you're racing tomorrow. How are you feeling about the race? Yeah, yeah, good. It's second time here. So uh, yeah, a bit more. I mean, obviously respect the island, but the distance and 
more so just you've got to do the work. It's coming the second time, you know, first time it's just that excitement of being here, isn't yeah, there, yeah. And, and getting overwhelmed by it all. What, what, what changes when you come back the second time? Uh, I think um, you, you, you st- I, I'm staying away from all the, all the hype. Yeah. I think you just got to treat it uh, like you would any other race, and most people just leave the legs out on on, on race week. Yeah. You know, you see people uh, running everywhere and, and, and swimming more than they probably ever swum in a week. So this time, um, and I've got my parents here this time, so they haven't seen me race uh, ever. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a bit of a show, a bit of pressure. That's it. Make sure mum and dad. Uh, happy at the end but apart from that it's just overall just just a bit more experience yeah well, good so, luck thanks good boys we're yeah. looking out for you yeah we're always uh, listening to the podcast so thanks a lot you awesome. guys uh, keep it real hey hey good work, mate thanks mate yeah Sweet. kicker hey um okay so we've got some names here they're, they're our best friends and we don't even know them John <laughs> so who we got here I'm Ken Ken Fox Julianne Fox and where are you guys based we're at the moment we're living in California oh. every now and then we send you guys uh uh, a text message of things that went up in Canada and uh, the, the naked men running with macca and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was cool. That photo. That was good. Where was that photo taken? Yeah. Oh, was, I thought there was a bunch of crazy Aussies. They had the naked man about eight miles into the half marathon and macca went up there and just did a part of it. And he did the Olympic distance day before he, uh, the, on the day. And, um, and to Cal Poly volunteers, boys. So yeah. you're running down this dirt road, there's no one around. And there's this bloke sitting in a chair in the middle of the road with a big Viking helmet on. And you think, what the hell? And as you get closer, this guy stands up, he's like 6'6", he's butt naked. And he's high-fiving and you're saying, this is wrong, mate, this is so wrong. But half an hour later, by the time the jewels went past, there was like six guys up there. <laughs> and they were running around, shaking all their bits and pieces. It's like, oh my God. Jill was loving it. It spurs you on to, you know, put on those extra, you know, run faster. <laughs> Hey, so are you guys racing this weekend? No, no, we're just over here just to watch. So well, is this your first time coming over? Yes. Yeah. And, and, and what's the experience like for you guys? Oh, it's amazing. The yeah. atmosphere here is phenomenal. Yeah. It's why, why, why is it, because, you, know, you know, you've obviously been to other Ironman races, and, and have you done Ironman before? Yeah, yeah, yeah we've done yeah. it. We just did Ironman Canada, and I think Penticton had such an amazing culture. You know, the local tattooist had 10 previous Ironman posters up on his wall yeah. on the outside. They just embraced it like We've nothing. never seen a town embrace it, as much as that town. I think yeah. over here it's just amazing, purely because, number one, it's Kona, it's just beautiful Hawaii. Number two... It's just spread everywhere you walk. Like we're walking down past this little store the other day and here's bloody Norman Stadler sitting there by himself. We said, mate, can we get a photo? He said, yeah, he signed a few things. And everywhere you look there, everyone around the corner, where other places, just this one distinct area and that's where it is. But this is just spread everywhere. And it's, cool. it's quite cool to be around all the pros, isn't it? Just to see, you know. It's just great. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And living in California, we've had a chance to meet a lot of them. So it's kind of nice when we get to see them. They know us because we're a duo, so... Yeah, it's, we're, it's we're a package point. deal. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you based originally from? We're from Rockhampton in uh, Queensland, Australia. Yeah. Emu Park. Emu Park. Jeez, the Aussies have got a massive field here. Uh, no, it's exactly. Like every second person is an Aussie. Every second person's got an accent. You'll think, you know, if you took the Aussies out of the triathlon over here, they'd be screwed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so tomorrow, what's your plan of attack? 
Well, you know, we still haven't worked it out. We need to find the map so we can have a look at where the best areas are going to be. We're just going to drag our ass in at like 4.30 in the morning and get home after midnight and just basically take them there. We got into Bob Babbitt and Vod just to Hugo's tonight. So we'll hopefully maybe get a bit of inside information there on good places to go. But other than that, we, we really, you know, seriously, we really don't care. We just want to be over here. We don't want to run around like idiots and miss out on stuff. We just want to relax. Just, I know, find somewhere where you can watch a bit of each of the, the legs. And, Try and be yeah. up near the finish line, but if it's crazy, then we'll just stand back a little bit and just watch it and what at the end of What about you guys, We hit around. We, we do the swim in the morning. We actually go into the media room during the day because you get good coverage on, on the TV. And then when they get on the run, if you've got bikes, it's kind of convenient because you can get out and see everything. So we kind of do that. We'll see you guys out there on the day. Yeah, bring it on. Nice meet you guys. We're on. All right. Last year was uh, it was quick conditions in Kona, and everybody was trying to capitalise on that. Crowy capitalised by not only having an amazing race, yeah, but was pretty setting the course record on fire, and uh, and lots of people had great days. And one of those ones was uh, who we've got across from us now, Sheila Croft from. I'm from Seattle, Washington. Seattle. Originally from Calgary, Alberta, but nice. I live in Seattle now. Nice. Wow. And uh, on the <laughs> on the run last year, she smoked out. A 306. Really? Fastest wow. uh, fastest age group run, I think. And was it was it? Was it the fastest age group run? That's what they tell me. Well yeah. you claim it. I wouldn't <laughs> be claiming it, I'd be telling the world. What, when it, what you won your age group as well? I won my age group. I yeah. had a great day and yeah, I was Was that your first time here? It, no, that was my third try here. Okay. That was my third and, time. And had you podiumed before? No. Wow. So I I just knew what it took, what it was going to take, and um, I just was super focused that whole year and, and trained really hard and and uh, knew what I had to do, and it all came together, and I had a great day. So th- I'm, I'm assuming you must come from a running background to be able to run a 306. What, what, what is your background? Uh, well, uh, I would say triathlon. I, I was swimming, biking, running my whole life, like since I was a kid, and um, I do... Um, a few more marathons than, you know, um, like as the years have gone on, I've, I've, you know, done some run blocks. I've done some run blocks, and yeah, and and I find running is, um, I guess, the you know, I feel best when I'm running. So what, what do you not? What's your PB for a, a PR P, PB for a marathon standalone? Uh, right now it's two forty one. And, and change. Change. Oh, <laughs> I've just got her by three minutes. <laughs> so that's that's a pretty good split. Three oh six to two forty one. That's 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 not bad. That's a nice nice ratio there. What, what, time, what time did you actually end up doing last year? I uh, was a nine fifty one. So so uh, are you still racing age group? Yes. So so because you're on that line where you could I imagine if you turned up to Ironman races, you, you probably could get a payday if you wanted to. I, I think so. Um, I just have fun racing as an age grouper. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's it's fun to, to win. Um, I, I still have lots of fun at it. But um, I, I still work, you know, full time mm. as, mm. as a nurse. So um, if I, if I, you know, I thought about going pro, but... Um, I don't know. I just haven't taken that leap yet. Mm. So, uh, listeners are always interested to know, you know, what are the what are the top age groupers doing? How do they make it all fit in? So, you said you're you're working as a nurse. Is that you? Yes. Work and training, or what? What else is going on? Um, well, I, yeah, work, training, and uh, I try to you know balance everything but it it can be challenging I I, you know have a boyfriend and stuff but uh, we do some sailing and some scuba diving and and stuff like that but I I do a lot of you know triathlon training yeah 
So we had your had your coach, Coach Cal, on just before. You know, um, he obviously did a good job last year. Yeah. <laughs> what, what what sort of you know training hours and stuff per week? What what you know he's been saying you've got it's consistent hard work, which you know for you been a three year project for last year. What what does a week typically entail for you? Um, well, yeah, like you say, Cal has been a great coach, and and he um, sets out a program and gives me my my workouts for the week and. Um, it's it takes a lot of stress away because I just look at what I, I need to do on a particular day and and just try to fit it in with work. So um, I get up, you know, 4:30 every morning and uh, I start my my job, at, you know, pretty early. So after work, I you know try to try to get in like a two or three hour workout and mm. um, I might take one day off a week, but but typically I yeah. I, as the season goes on, I can, you know, be training 15 to 20 hours a week and, mm. and, um, but yeah. So, you know, like for, for, for us, it's, it's, I mean, you know, our community as such is that, you know, the training is the thing we're quite motivated for. How do you find your rest strategies? You know, because um, if you're working full time as a nurse, which is a very giving job, you mm-hmm. know, it's about energy out all day as a nurse. And then you're doing a sport, which is very, you know, time and energy consuming. Right. How do you make, how do you make sure your recovery, what kind of recovery strategies do you fit in place to make that successful? Uh, recovery, I, you know, I, I get massages pretty frequently um, and I just, just try to rest and, you know, watch TV or, you know, just relax on the, on the coach, you know, once maybe once a week. And, and what about sleep? How much sleep do you get? Not very much. <laughs> um, shh, shh, I can just behind yeah, you. I, know. <laughs> I need more sleep, definitely. Um, that's that's what I give up to to be able to fit everything in because I I know what it takes to you know just to win my age group. Mm. It's it's a huge commitment and um, and uh, yeah, maybe six seven hours a night if I'm yeah. lucky. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so backing up from last year, um, obviously fantastic to, to win the win their age group. Um, how's this year gone for you so far? Great. I feel I feel so fit. I feel ready, and Cal has helped me uh, get ready. And um, had my my best marathon time that just a few months ago, winning the Seattle Rock and Roll Marathon. Nice. And um, had some really great um, bike single um, solo bike events that I. I feel pretty proud about and um i feel yeah i had a great season um winning my age group at three um 70.3s and um just a few weeks ago in in vegas placing third in my age group um so i'm i'm feeling ready and i feel really really excited to be here and I'm, I'm super ready what's it like getting off the bike running that fast because the thing is if you're getting off the bike running that fast you're just flying through the field and you know i think we all know the feeling of passing people so much better than getting past right but you must have been flying past people what was it like I was, it was just on a high. I just, I didn't look at my watch once. I took off my heart rate monitor and threw it at my, you know, my, my family. And I'm like, I don't even need to, to look at my heart rate monitor because I'm just going for this. And <laughs> it was, it was just like I was on a high. It was just like flying. Yeah. Did you know you'd won? No. Um, in the last three miles, I could hear my boyfriend yelling, there's three more girls ahead of you. You need to go, go, go. And oh, I, really? in the last mile, I passed a few more girls. So I think that was that's what did it. Like in the last mile, wow. I passed a few more people and a few, few more women. And yeah, I was yeah pretty excited. Well, you know, I don't think people 
understand how much an achievement well they, they maybe they do but it's, it's such a massive achievement to win your age group in Kona like it's mm. it's a phenomenal achievement that you know they're obviously really proud of how cool was it being on stage was that a bit of a, a, bit of a it was one of the greatest moments of my whole life really yeah why totally. tell us about it because I worked so hard for it and um, I just I just it was just such I was so proud yeah yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's really awesome. Um, uh, you you cut in, me, in front of me there, Bev, and I had Sorry. a good question. It was the best question ever, apparently. It was apparently. the best yeah. question <laughs> ever. Liz, it going to come back to me? Maybe about running, maybe about how do you think you're going to go tomorrow? No. no. That's not the best question ever. My other competitors. <laughs> uh, do, do, no. you, do you do much research in it? Because like, pros obviously do. I, no, no, I never look. Um, Though if if the the same girls are here from last year, I, I have a tough day ahead of me. Do you feel pressure coming back as the defending champ? A little bit, I do, because um, I I want to do better, so I put more pressure on myself. I'd I'd like to be the overall amateur winner, you know, overall yeah. age group winner. How close were you last year? I I, I think it was like 10 or 15 minutes yeah, it, it was significant yeah, yeah. so I'd, I'd really have to have a spectacular bike ride to, to yeah. make that happen and and I, I've been working really hard on my bike biking this year so I hope to take a few more minutes off my bike split so we'll cool. see wow. question has come back to me sorry you missed I'll, the best question of all time I'll, I'll, ask, you, <laughs> I'll ask you I'll ask you when you're coming up Palani tomorrow I ripped that question <laughs> <laughs> So no, awesome! We're looking forward to seeing how you go. I'm very impressed with the way you can yeah. uh, get off the bike and, and obviously win win your age group. So thanks for coming on the show. Thank and, you so um, much. Have yeah, fun. We'll look to you here tomorrow. Have fun okay. tomorrow. Yeah, I will. Night. Thanks, yeah. mate. Thanks. Awesome. That's perfect. Okay, Jumbo on the spot. We put people on the spot. That's how we roll. <laughs> so uh, DZ's nuts. Which DZ's is not peanuts. Nuts. Let's put it that way. No, it's not. Well, is it, is it edible? Well, let's not go there, John. <laughs> so, so, so one of the problems riding a bike for hours, John, I remember I did Epic Camp once and, and I had seven chamois sores. Remember yeah. that? And I couldn't actually sit on my bike. It was pretty painful. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, obviously that was pretty extreme. But for a lot of, a lot of athletes out there, that's one of the, the problems of our sport is the undercarriage. And uh, DZ's nuts seem to have a bit of a solution. Yes, indeed. I mean, it's these uh, nuts. Um, it was these nuts. Yeah, these oh. nuts. Yes, indeed. Uh, you know, if, if you want to take a softer approach, we can call it DZ nuts. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, it's an anti-chafing cream that not only prevents but also heals. Oh, okay. uh, it has um, antibacterial, antifungal, anti-inflammatory, and wound healing properties. Yeah. Um, so, in essence. You know, it's it's maintaining the taint. Uh, the the way we like to to put it is that uh, the these nuts difference is maintained tenants. Okay. Nice. Uh, the key ingredients are tea tree oil, evodia, and masterwort, made from all natural ingredients. We formulate everything in the U.S. All natural. So, uh, so you'd use this instead of like a vest. Is it a chamois cream, or are you putting it on your body, or are you putting it on the chamois? Yeah. So you put it. You can do either or. Um, most people prefer, as you can see here, the viscosity of it is pretty legit. You just put it on the skin. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. that's what I like. Yeah, through the skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, definitely uh, water. There's so many ways we could go with this. <laughs> <laughs> Very many ways, and also we make some for the ladies. These nuts bliss. Oh. Uh, the difference is that we've added a, a probiotic yep. to the bliss, and also has less of a tingle yep. than the men's. Some women <laughs> like the tingle. Some don't. Again, this so far like, we could go. Iron Mo likes to tingle, <laughs> yeah. she said. Yeah. <laughs> then we make a super smooth shaving cream, these nuts bald. Uh, and then also an embrocation. 
these yeah. nuts and heat. What's going on here, Bevan? Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's been three weeks for me. You can tell I've got a beard happening. <laughs> got to shave it. Well, so if people are interested in finding yes. out you guys, where do they go? Uh, www.dz-nuts.com. Also, right. if you uh, go on YouTube and search for these nuts, you'll see some pretty comical, funny uh, videos of uh, Dave Zabriskie. Uh, he's Applying co-founder. Uh, <clears throat> well, um, <laughs> if you're lucky, maybe. Uh, <laughs> some pretty funny videos out there, but uh, but yeah. Okay, well guys, check it out. These nuts, and it's dz slash nuts.com. Check it out. There you go. Not slash, oh, yeah. it's a hyphen. It's a hyphen. Is it hyphen, isn't it? That's what you call a hyphen in the middle? The bit in the middle. There the we go. Just like, the just like the nuts, but let's not go there. <laughs> okay, here we go, guys. <laughs> Back with Ben Harper here, and, uh, and you're with Fieldbelt, so uh, tell us about Fieldbelt. Uh, Fuel Belt is uh, one of the best accessories companies that you can have in Ironman. It's a standard uh, bottle system that uh, everyone in triathlon pretty much has. Yeah. You know, it's, you don't, it's... It's like a generic term, isn't it? You don't, you, you, when you go running... Yeah, it's like Kleenex you or, yeah, or yeah. Advil or something like Tylenol. It's, uh, and the great thing about them nowadays, like when I started back in the old days, you had one choice. Nowadays, they've, they've really diversified, haven't they? And you can kind of get a bit of Absolutely. everything for everyone. Handheld bottles, belts, two, three, four. Yeah. Um, it's become ubiquitous within the industry. Those handheld ones, I think, because we saw so we see people running along a lee with holding bottles. full bottles, full blown bottles, and that's got to be wrong. But those handheld ones. Well, the good thing about the handheld ones, well, John, is you, you increase your gun size. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's like a bicep workout at the same time. Absolutely. That was the innovation behind it, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. That's why my right arm is way bigger than my left arm. <laughs> it's, I it's run nothing, with my right. Nothing to do with anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Must be good. It's rock and roll. We've got um, one of the good friends from WTC, Trisha Vanderslice. Have I got the pronunciation right? Yes, yes. that was perfect. That was yeah. actually pretty good because I wouldn't have got it. You wouldn't have. No, <laughs> Slice is quite cool. Um, Trisha involved in all the, the new media stuff. She's got a bit in the NBC coverage. She stepped up in the world. Got a bit in the, uh, <laughs> is that all, a, a little bit in the um, Iron Man Live coverage as well. So Bevan was chatting away to Trisha yesterday and sort of saying some of the well, new things yeah, that are going on. Yeah, I was just catching up, you know, because obviously we met Trish in person last year and kind of just, you Oh, you're, you're on Trish, are you? Yeah, we're tight. You know, that's <laughs> how we roll. You, we go way I, back. Can I call you Trish? Yeah, we see, go way see, back, see? see? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, we're tight now. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I was just saying, you know, what are you up to? And she said, well, we're doing we're a lot more on the NPC production and and I said oh you know where's that and she said well we're actually looking to change the format and I was really interested to see you know what what are you guys looking at doing and changing because it has been it was funny actually I was thinking the other day they, you guys always seem to win the Emmy don't you for you know, you've won it a lot at least I don't know if you win it every year but you've won a lot for production mm-hmm. but it kind of is always the same thing if you know what I mean there's, there's a little bit of prose a lot of story mm-hmm. and uh, you're saying that's going to be a shift this year yeah, um, not too much away from what everyone, you know, has, has grown to love about it. But I think, you know, we're talking to people that like the aspirational stories, but we're also talking to people that follow the sport. Mm-hmm. And so we started thinking about that a lot this year and said, you know, how can we make sure that you can really follow the race and understand some of the elite players um, that have qualified? Because it is a world championship. So we don't want to lose the aspirational side, but we really want to kick up a bit more the fact that it is a world championship we have the best of the world in endurance sport here and wanted to tell that story a bit so we started with some things this year like um, the elite drive series which is also something i'm producing which was a quick step in the direction of getting to know our pros so that the Mm -hmm. audience really starts learning you know who these people are and what makes them tick a bit because when you look at other great sports people know a lot of things about people they don't just know that they swim bike run they should know 
who they are as an individual and then they'll become more tied with them. Mm -hmm. So the TV show this year, um, well first it's airing two weeks after quick turnaround for you guys, the event. Yeah, yeah, quick turnaround, but it'll be great. It stays more a bit more relevant then. Mm. So um, on Saturday, October 27th, it'll air in the US on NBC at 4 p.m. Eastern. Nice. Little plug there. Yes. Um, but the format of it, it's yeah. a two-hour show. So we will start the front, the front end of the show will basically be setting the stage and getting to know the main players. So, you know, the Crowies, Maccas, Rennie, Leander Cave, you know, some of the top pros that people are here and anticipating seeing a great show of on, on race day, we've been following them and they've been amazing at cooperating with us and allowing us to shoot them at all times during race week, during early morning training, times with their families. Um, our camera guy, one of them actually flew over on the plane with Andy Potts and started shooting him while on the plane. Wow. So we really want to be able to set the stage a bit so that um, not just the triathlon world can care about who they are and what the, the race stands for, but this is a good opportunity for us to branch out into other sport media and um, you know healthy lifestyle type of audiences. And so setting the stage for them to understand who they're going to watch. It's, it's a really interesting time in sport, sorry, but there's an interesting time in sport right now. We're like, John and I were watching some TV last night and we're noticing that with the Lakers, the LA Lakers, there's, they, they do these behind the scenes programs nowadays. So, no, it's, it, it's not just the game nowadays, isn't it? It's, 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 there's this like package of, mm -hmm. yeah, and, yeah, and obviously that's an inspiration for you guys. Yeah, there's definitely been a paradigm shift. I think um, something that as our brand we feel responsible for is we are a leading brand in in triathlon and for the sport to continue growing and really get out there and kind of break out of that niche that that can help bring a lot of new bigger things to the sport we feel a sense of responsibility for it and so things like you're referring to with the NBA um, baseball does it a lot I think a good example is what 24-7 did so um, the ability for people to understand something that they're kind of removed from mm. kind of helps bridge that gap between them and that's what I'm hoping this will start doing was it a bit of a risk for you guys with you know I totally understand doing a two-hour show for the for Ironman junkies and stuff mate they're going to be lapping it up they can't get enough of it mm -hmm. but for, from NBC's perspective and, and also your perspective to a degree was that a bit of a risk thinking right it's going to be a two hour show can we hold um, your non-triathlon audience was that, is that a risk that you've discussed? Thanks for getting right down to that I'm <laughs> glad that we can talk about this right now you know I think um, it's definitely it's a long program but that's where it's not just going to be about the the elites. We have yeah. some aspirational stories as well. Um, the way we've gone about choosing them, though, was we let the global community decide. There was a program this year named Kona Inspired that we started. And um, long story short, basically people that thought they represented what our brand stands for, anything is possible, and live that lifestyle that this is really the epitome of being here in Kona. Um, the global community voted and chose who got to come here. Oh, really? So yeah, oh, so we cool. we didn't play a role much at all. I mean, it was it was really based on who was voted on publicly, and that's who's here. And so there's eight athletes here in Kona who were chosen because people liked their story and they are relatable to everyday people. So I think by adding those pieces in, with um, with following the elites and really understanding who they are, we're hoping that that's going to finally mix those multiple audiences together a bit more and combine them, where everyone's going to be learning something new and intrigued in a new way, um, but still getting the same, you know, Kona magic and aspirational side of everything. 
I'm, I'm counting this time. Um, in, in the Ironman live coverage, you know, people love to put the boot in if things don't go perfectly and exactly how they like to mm-hmm. do it. And, and we haven't seen the behind the scenes side of it, but I can certainly understand. Firstly, how difficult it must be to cover the sport live when, on race day. Live on race yeah. day, <laughs> and we're not the NBA, so you've only got a limited amount of resources, and it's it's very expensive. What are you doing this year that's going to enhance it? And, and How is it evolving? What have you learnt sort of yeah. from I guess, I know, the feedback and stuff that you're getting? Yeah, well, I think one thing I'd love to make clear is we do, we look at all the feedback that's sent in. I know it's it's a hard role to be in, me working with our media, working with Ironman Live, because you get a lot of feedback from everyone. <laughs> the best thing about triathletes in our community is they want to share but the worst part is when it's negative, you got to sit there and listen to it. I and mean, I'm glad that we do. Um, so what we've done this year is for Ironman Live, we'll have, we'll have the usual. We'll have a helicopter camera. We'll have lead motos on the male and female um, pro packs. Um, we're also going to have two roving reporters on course. Those are going to be Chris Lieto and Matt Lieto. So they're basically going to be our pro analysts. And we've actually changed a bit of our... Um, host makeup. So we have Greg Welch as always to represent really the history of the sport, where we've come from, and, and obviously his knowledge of the brand and the sport in general. But um, we've added uh, Josh Cox to the mix as well. Josh, you know, he is a marathoner. He is thought. not, yeah. yeah, he's not a stranger to the endurance world at all. He knows a lot of our athletes. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of that is, I think in the past, we've had a lot of Ironman pros that are the ones that are our hosts. And as a result, they have a lot of you know, um, information and facts to get out, but the conversational piece that kept the viewer going and really following different um, storylines as they're playing out wasn't necessarily there. So Josh, what he'll be able to bring to the table, he's done play-by-play with NBC, he's done Olympic coverage, um, he can really analyze the run, he can speak to how our sport and our athletes really stack up against professional runners. So like in Vegas, he discussed how he was watching Crowey run and he was like, you know, Crowey's not just great for a triathlete, he's amazing against a professional runner as well. And I think that's important to show um, that side of our sport as well, stacking us up against others to mm-hmm. show the legitimacy of it. Um, and then we also have Angie Green, who we've added. Angie is, um, she's an age group athlete. Um, she's a sport model as well. She's a spokesperson, proud mom, all of those things. But she relates to that that aspirational side of our audience. And, and we need the numbers and we need people caring about the sport and understanding it. And so Angie's role is really going to be to help with that age group coverage side of it. Mm-hmm. And if she can understand and break the conversation down from between Welchie and the Lieto brothers and, and Josh, then that means that 80% of our traffic on race day are going to start really understanding the sport and feeling like they too can understand Ironman. And maybe we get some some crossovers and some people that stick along and say, I like triathlon, I want to watch more, I want to be involved in it. So it's another effort in trying to grow the sport. What about, um, you know, in terms of keeping, you know, we love to follow the pros and stuff, you know, splits and things like that. Sometimes mm-hmm. I don't think it's been yeah. as good as you perhaps would have liked. Yeah. Um, have you done anything to try to rectify that? We have, yeah. So we've, um, we have a number of splits on the course where we'll be um, with timing mats and whatnot of, of getting those. But what we've actually done is basically doubled our team mm. as far as the wow. people that are you know sitting in the trailers all day feeding us information mm. and blogging about it and feeding it to our hosts so we have doubled up people looking for age groupers doubled up looking for pro men doubled up looking for pro women um, and we've worked out some other you know back-end techie type of stuff to help make sure mm. that we're getting these updates more frequently mm. 
so we're hoping that that's going to be helping a lot more. Mm. The other thing is visually, the user, the user experience has been changed a lot this year. So when you log on to Ironman.com on race day to watch, there's going to be, you know, there's the video player there of the live show. There's video on demand content below where you'll see all of the pro interviews and anything else you want to kind of dabble in. The live blog is in the same window. Um, right. right there. So you can really be reading that as narration along with watching the show if you want to just check back for stats or leaderboards. Um, and Athlete Tracker is right there as well. Great. So it's kind of this integrated experience and for the first time it's also tablet and smartphone Great. applicable. So it should be a lot more easy for people to engage in that experience. Mm. Just, just a question I have going back to the NBC show, you know, um, one thing that it's, 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 it's not a fault of our sport, but the, one of the downfalls of our pros is they're all a bit too humble. You know, like mm -hmm. other than Mecca, who likes to, you know, play the game, <laughs> you know, everyone else pretty much does the whole, I'm out there trying to be here, so I'm not looking. Yeah. You know, is that, a, is, that a, is that a problem for you? You know, because yeah. you look at boxing programs, you know, yeah. or fighting programs. Like the Mayweathers of the world. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. You know, they, they, they understand it's into sports entertainment. And when our sport, because it's that sport that, you know, we, our pros can be a little bit boring. And, 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 I'm not boring as personalities, but I'm boring as in creating an entertaining spectacle. Yeah. So how do you make that work? Yeah, well, I think I, I agree on that part, that that's how they've been portrayed. It's kind of been this, they swim by ground. We already know this about them. We've heard yeah. that always. You don't really get out of them the, here's who I'm gunning for. Here's the truth yeah. about what happened. And I don't really put all the onus on them, too. I think it's the limited opportunities we've provided them to have a platform to speak about those types of things. So... The ability for like Elite Drive, that series, where we have been working with them for months and all of the pros involved with that, I can't say thank you enough to them. They've been letting us spend a lot of time with them. They've been opening up about things that we haven't heard before, seen before, and it's been very trusting. And a lot of it's been making sure that they can trust our brand. Mm -hmm. And what we want to do is, you know, put them out there for the world to see and get them. And as we've seen that, they've started opening up more. We're seeing a lot more from them as far as not just here's my workout regimen and here's what I like to eat. But I think um, if you... my persona. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Here's what makes me tick. Those types of things. Here's what I'm afraid of and here's, you know, uh, here are the things that, that I know that I need to work on. Here are my faults and here's all of those types of things. Understanding that side of them is really starting to come out. Um, I'm sure we're not going to get all the way there yet this year, but mm. I'm hoping that some of the steps we've taken with them as a brand are going to help them trust us more and allow us to put them out there um, mm -hmm. we're going to be launching a new website soon we're going to have opportunities for pros to be guest writers guest bloggers put them out there with um, with the community a lot more so we're hoping that this is a step in that direction to give them that platform the tv show too the reason for the style change and we're spending a lot more time our video guys are really embedded with our top pros all week so anytime you've seen mm, crowy or yeah, maca with a camera behind yeah him, there's a camera right yeah. there with him the whole time kind of stalking him a bit but <laughs> um but with that way like you can't always be on you're not just sitting in a chair and okay let me answer a few of your questions you know like we're on them all of the time and so the beauty of that is i'm hoping we go to the edit next yeah, week we're going to see some, some stuff that's just yeah. yeah it's just this really genuine real side of them and i think I think we've started getting that out, and they've been great about it. Great. Awesome. Oh, we're looking forward Sounds to Sounds like you're doing great stuff, mate. We're going to be sitting on our fat asses in here during the bike ride hey, mate. tomorrow. <laughs> Talk about your own ass, not mine. <laughs> and uh, no, it looks, uh, you know, when, when I've watched a little bit of the coverage of um, some of the bigger races, I, I do like that sort of on assignment thing. So if, you know, I'm not going to sit there and watch nine hours of um, I'm in Texas, but I can go on there and just get little updates, which has been, mm -hmm. been really cool. So 
Great. Keep, yeah, keep, keep getting, keep getting better. It's looking good. It's always good seeing you guys. Stop by on race day. Just oh, come wow. by and see everything. On the set. Uh, it sits yeah, outside yeah. this year. Okay. Yeah, it's not a green screen. We're outside at the oh, the really? pool at the King Cam. Oh well, get us on there. Get yeah. the t-shirts on. Yeah, there, there you go. I'm sure we'll be just before the. You know, the, yeah, exactly. Let's look out. You're gonna yeah. be watching all day long, <laughs> so you can see us. Hey, good luck tomorrow, mate. And that's a big day for you. Great. Thanks awesome. so much. Thank you. Cool. Okay, we're recording now, mate, so be prepared to be recorded. Uh, this is John and Bevan from I Am Talk. Your name is? Eamon O'Brien. Eamon O'Brien. That's a good name to start with. <laughs> so, Eamon O'Brien, we've seen my list name come up this week, and we don't know what the heck it is. So, so don't know what my list is. You've seen the banners everywhere. Well, we've seen mind. the banners, and we, we understand that you are the sponsoring and the exposure, but we're not exactly sure why we would get my list. All right, so do you use Facebook? Yes. All right, so that's perfect. Mylist is an app that's inside of Facebook. It's also on Apple devices and Android devices. It essentially allows you to take the meaningful things in your life, organize them into these visual lists, and share them with your Facebook friends and their friends of friends. Basically a way to get a deeper connection with your friends, really understand what they like, everything about them. And in terms of the Ironman specifically, we have our sponsored athletes like Jordan Rapp, we have Rennie, Crowey. They're making lists of things like, what am I going to eat on race day? So you go onto their Facebook page and see all the things that they eat, what's in their transition bag, what does Crowey like to do in Kona? So ultimately, ultimately, it just allows you to really connect with your friends on a much deeper level and the brands and the pages that you've liked on Facebook. Okay, great. Yeah. So it's, it's like having favorites, but sort of organized and like a, a bookmark in your, your browser, but sort Similar, of Yeah, it's like, it's pretty much like visual and social bookmarking. So you go out on the web and you find all the things that interest you, you organize them into these lists. So lists can be anything like recipes or books you want to read, movies you want to watch, places you want to travel, images you find funny. And you post those and then your friends can see those things that you've posted and you can interact right there within Facebook. It's kind of bringing the concept of things into Facebook. You have your people, your brands, now, but there's no concept of these things, these products, these images, all in one location where you can interact with them. And all those products and images are Facebook pages, essentially, or can they be, they can be from things from the web, the things inside of Facebook, anything from anywhere. But yeah, essentially when you add them to a list, it's an image and it links to the original site or wherever you found it, but it's organized in a nice looking display. We call it the quilt. The quilt. Nice, because yeah. it's Let me show you what it looks like. Okay, here we go. Let's have a look at the quilt. Okay, so we've got Bill Logie here from uh, Essex. Bill's my middle name. You didn't know that. I didn't know that, actually. Uh, William, but you can, you can call me Bill. I'll call you Bill. How you going, mate? I'm doing well. Uh, thank you very much. It's, uh, how's the week been for you guys? It's been really, really busy. Yeah. Very good week, but really, really busy. So you guys have got a couple top athletes. You've got Pete Jacobs, who's a contender. And you've got uh, Andy Potts as well racing this weekend, so... Correct. Yeah, we're, we're, so we're excited to see them both come out you know, the uh, race t- tomorrow and see what happens. So. Well, both of them are going to be out of the water fast, aren't they? But uh, you guys have got a real, I don't know, we're, we're, we're from New Zealand, but obviously the show goes out worldwide. But, man, you guys have got a really good position in the market and in terms of and, and specialising in running. Both in running and in triathlon. We're number one here every year in uh, uh, Kona really? in, in terms of the shoe count. Yeah, you know, so we're... we're here again um, with a big presence, we just want to kind of solidify that and cement that, and bring which our is really interesting because to be fair, you haven't really been a company that's had a big presence in the past. We yet. have not. No, we've relied on product dominance. Yeah. You know, and uh, people like seeking out DS trainers and the gel news to tries, etc. And you know, our our uh, dominance here has has slipped a little bit over the years. Yeah. We, we were once somewhere in the 60 plus percentile uh, in terms of uh, the overall. Uh, um, uh, share here of the finishers and yeah. we slipped down into the 40s and so yeah. um, a lot of these smaller guys came in and you know took away little bits and pieces of the market share and we just want to take it back so yeah. <laughs> we're uh, own so. the space yeah <laughs>
Have you got anything, anything new happening in terms of new shoes coming out or anything like that? Uh, the gel Nusa Tri is, is, continues to be our tri-specific shoe that's uh, really, really exciting and uh, really sought after here coming up next why, season. Why, why tri-specific? What's, what's so different about well, it? Over the years, the number one shoe for us here has been the uh, the Gel DS Trainer. Mm -hmm. So we took the Gel, Gel DS Trainer, gave it some tri triathlon-specific um, uh, colors and some uh, enhancements to it, like gave it um, speed laces, uh, yeah. a sock liner that allows you to put your foot in there okay. quickly and easily with wet feet, um, a lot more drainage to it so that you know you come out of the water and you're, you're running, especially in humid conditions like this, you, you want your feet to dry relatively quick so you're not blistering out there on the course. Mm -hmm. So. Great, great. These good folk have given us some stuff that we're going to auction off for our Challenge Athletes Foundation auction. So you're going to get some few t-shirts and singlets and shoes yeah. and stuff in there. So uh, appreciate you supporting the show. Yeah, great work, Essex, and uh, keep up your good work. Thank you. Awesome, mate. Thanks, hey. Bill. That's awesome. We've got, a, we've, got a, um, we've got Matt Malloy. Matt Malloy. Bit long time listener of the show. Bit of a friend of a, show. A, you've turned into a bit of a kind of an icon in your own region. We've been, <laughs> <laughs> well, you have in a, in a way, haven't you? Your success in the last kind of 18 months. You've got a bit of a following now, haven't you? Yeah, um, I guess I've got, I'm quite active on social media, yeah. I guess. Um, so, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I, in, I think I, I race quite a lot in Ireland, which is a pretty. Uh, you know sort of small community and, um, and there's a really good sort of feel about triathlon there and I think um, that sort of helps and, and then and I think then your results you start to get noticed and I think and I think it's the combination of being active on the social media and the results means that yeah you start to sort of develop these friends on Facebook and Twitter and um, and then you I think when you then you actually meet them it's, it's quite it's quite funny because you you've got all these friends and you think you know them and then you meet them in real life and you're like oh wow you're so and so yeah, so yeah. it's quite yeah it's interesting how things have changed and does, that, does that put pressure on you you know you're an age group athlete but does it you know there's expectation isn't there? yeah there is um, I you know there's been a couple of times when you think well yeah there is there is a level of expectation I think I probably noticed it the first time coming into coming into Kona is that you know I did my first Ironman at Austria last year um, and qualified I was quite fortunate to qualify um, you know I got a roll down um, and I was pretty excited and then everyone was bigging me up coming in and I thought hang about you know I you know this is going to be my second Ironman I'm, I'm just going to check out the results so I did a bit of research and I said look guys I've uh, you know, I came 11th in Austria. I got a roll down. That was my first Ironman. I'm a pale-skinned ginger paddy <laughs> going to Hawaii. And, um, you know, just let's be realistic. You know, to get in the top 10 or whatever is just like would be a major achievement. So, look, just just uh, manage your expectations. And I think that helped because it took the pressure off. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> because yeah, people were getting quite excited. And there was all the Lance talk as well. And I was at the stage we were saying, well, is it gonna be age group? Is it gonna be racing pro? And and because I was a swimmer, everyone was saying, oh, I'll be great, you know, beat him out of the water. And I said, well, hang on, he's a great swimmer. <laughs> you know, and so it was, yeah, I think I had to address that. And then that helped me. Um, Come into this year, I think there's probably been more pressure because I, I got ninth here, um, which genuinely was beyond my expectations last year, and um, and, I, and yeah, I just seem, seem to handle the the race well. Um, so yeah, there, there is definitely added added pressure. So for for the you know, are you a nine to five? You know, athletes always want to, or the listeners always want to know. They want to hear from athletes that are that are working athletes that that still make it happen. So you're nine to five, or how do you how do you make it all fit in for you? 
Um, I I run my own my own business. I've got a business partner now, but I started the business in '96. Um, and uh, triathlon for me was uh, a way of stopping me working too hard. I was a workaholic basically, oh, so yeah. I was very much of a. You chose the sport where you don't have to work that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was there, was there was a couple of things. You know, the, the children. I think when I started triathlon, we had three kids, and we were expecting number four. Um, you know, I was pretty much, I was about four stone heavier than I am now. And I just thought, hang about, you need to be healthy to enjoy your kids growing up and be able to keep up with them. And um, my wife had dropped me a few hints in terms of the first triathlon and uh, I think she started to notice I was getting a bit big. And uh, and I eventually thought, yeah, okay, I'm going to do it. So I went to the triathlon and um, I've got the flexibility in terms of my, my workload. Um, and what I've found is that you know my the nature of my business is that I my earnings are directly related to the hours that I work. So I charge on an hourly rate in terms of the stuff that I do. So I can fit the work in um, around training. Um, and again, I think because the way I'm wired, it's very much I need to have a purpose to do something. And then it was like, okay, I'm going to make this work now. So I do get into a routine of I'll swim early. I'll start work early. I'll finish work early. I'll then work in with maybe my my daughter's swim training. I'll train while she's, you know, I'll take her to the pool. I'll train while she's there. And then if I have work to do after that, I'll do that. So it's, um, you know, I'm in the office probably four out of the five days. And I'll try and schedule one work day at home where I might actually get another bike in at lunchtime. But pretty much the routine is train before and after work. You said, you know, last year was kind of almost like that golden year where just everything you touch, you know, just worked out. And you're saying this year you're having better results in a way, but you don't feel you're maybe nailing the races as much. No, I think, uh, I mean, I when I finished, yeah, I came out of Kona last year and four weeks after that I did the Long Distance Worlds. Um, and I'd always approached it as thinking I had more chance of success at the long distance world because it was a 4k 120k 30k format so as a swimmer i thought well that will that will suit me better uh, then they cancelled the swim <laughs> and i'm like yeah great um but i so i you know i think I, I managed to get third there in my age group and it was a case of i think i would have been disappointed had i not got on the podium looking at the results the guys who beat me beat me by enough that I don't think I would have closed it down on the swim so I thought actually that was probably the best I could have um, hoped for and then it was like okay two weeks later I start training again and um, I went to Abu Dhabi crashed there on the the F1 circuit and DNF'd so not a great start and then um, missed a few weeks of training and then went off and did a couple of short course races in preparation for Lanzarote and uh, and then since then it's been the races haven't gone well the results have been there in terms of well you know again fortunate at Lanzarote I got a roll down to get here um, and and that was more a case of not so much um, I well it was schoolboy error I think I'd got I thought I've done two Ironman they went really well um, you come out of Kona where you've got eight stations every seven miles on the bike and every mile on the run and you think yeah great I'll just rely on what's there I'll get you know my, I'll start out on the bike and I'll you know I'll, um, I'll rely on what's there and in the end it was like actually I was wanting for fluid on the bike and so by the time I started running it was like there was no fluid in there and my heart rate was sky high and I walked for about 5k 
and then I started running and I felt a million dollars but it I had that 5k of oh well Kona's not going to happen and um yeah yeah I was like well this is this isn't great and then so I got the got the roll down and I thought right okay race didn't go well but time to address it and I went to to Roth and the whole like you know the, the game plan there was to go under nine hours um I know the feeling <laughs> and um and it was uh, for some uh, probably I panicked coming out of Lanzarote and I really buried myself in June I got to 30k on the bike and the, just I went to put the power down and it wasn't there and I'm like well this course is meant to be easy everyone says you just turn up you go into nine hours and um and I had about I had about three hour bad patch and I'm just like you know you get around that one oh it's so easy to run off the course and just finish and then something that in terms of you talked about the pressure before in some ways I can feed off that in terms of saying how can I maybe you know tell tell the people or, or talk to people and afterwards and say oh it's a bit hard so I stopped I wasn't going to get nine hours so I stopped um, and then I you know you think about maybe, maybe the kids and say what an example does that send to my my kids saying oh it's a bit bit hard and uh, you're not going to get the result that you want or somebody or people expect and and you just say no I've, I've quit and I thought well no that's not what I want to do so I kept with it and 150k on the bike that was it bang I lit up um, and I had my best run ever <coughs> first time I've actually run the whole marathon um, and yeah I didn't finish under nine hours but I managed to run myself in from 13th at 150k into first in my age group um, and it was European championships and I'm like really I was just over the moon great result not the time and performance I wanted but yeah that was that was good um, and then we looked at it and thought well okay I'm not I haven't had a great performance I think I've probably left it too late seven days later um, I smashed out a 50 minute 25 mile time trial I was on fire so basically we just got the taper wrong um, and then it was like okay um, three weeks later or two weeks later I had the long distance world championships in Spain um, and I just had a great swim had a great run sorry bike um, but I couldn't run quickly I could run at Ironman pace what I've been training for um, and managed to get second and I was like over the moon because I'd got third the year before I thought well that's good um, could I have won probably not the the, the, the runner was uh, or the, the guy who won was I think he braced elite as a duathlete um, and he was you know he was smoking on the on the run so I thought, actually you know again great result performance not ideal and then two weeks later had the Irish middle distance championships I came off the bike eight minutes ahead of my buddy who ran run me down and I ran at Ironman pace and that was like whoa well something's not right here and I think the light switch sort of flicked in my head and I said you know what this is all indicates fatigue and um, you're not you know you, you just can't run quickly whereas you know the beginning of the season I was okay um, and so that was a bit yeah I was sort of thinking I started to think about the off season going into Kona sort of probably five six weeks out thinking now this isn't great um, go to Vegas imploded <laughs> on the, the um, yeah just overcooked and so pretty much I was thinking no this is just like not not good not good um, and you know it was like you know I thought I've just probably worked too hard done too many Ironmen 
um, I'm new to this game and it's like yeah it's quite quite difficult but what I then found was um, we had a race London triathlon with the free speed team who I'm racing for this year um, where the headline sponsor of the team Virgin Active it's their main sort of flagship event you know it's a, it's a great event for, for like novices um, and we're there to sort of help out as sort of you know, help out the guys who are sort of first timers, but also they have celebrities there, and, and we'll sort of get involved with that for their PR. Um, but they have this great event where it's a double bike, so it's a 1500 swim, 80k bike, 10k run, um, and we were using that. The four guys from the team who are here were using that as our final prep race, um, and so for me that was sort of like, okay, this is a chance to perhaps salvage something see where I'm at and the two guys um, who've been on fire this season the teammates Richard a guy called Richard Hobson used to race pro back in the day real good biker um, and he's um, been you know having a good season and then my my roommate a guy called Sam Baxter who managed to come fifth overall at Ironman UK um, about 10 seconds off third including the pros you know he's yeah, he's a special talent, 29-year-old guy, um, and he he was like me last year. He came seventh in his age group, and I think he finished about a minute up the road from me in the in his age group. And he's been on fire. So I thought, well, if I can keep those guys in sight, um, then I'll have a good race. And it and it went really well, and I ran really well. So I think I've salvaged the season because it gave me that confidence coming in. And it sounds like yep. that was pretty important for this race because it seemed yeah. like confidence-wise. Yeah. You, need, you needed a win, didn't you? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, it was good. I mean, Sam Sam came past me on the on the run, which was expected. Yeah. But it was, you know, it was like just um, it was just in terms of coming into here and racing the forty year olds. It was like, yeah, okay, that's what what I needed. Um, and it changed from looking forward to the off season to I'm really looking forward to Kona. Um, and coming here without the level of anxiety that I had last year because I didn't know what what to expect. Um, and then a couple of other key sessions which I've done um, in the lab. My my coach, a guy called uh, Bill Black, who's sort of old old school guy. He used to Smith's yeah. coach. Yeah, he used to uh, train Spencer, and he prepared me by he used to lecture um, at St Mary's College in. Uh, in Twickenham which is a university and they've got a sports lab there where they have a heat chamber they can set up the humidity and the heat and so I did three sessions there On the, I did one session last year and I actually said that was harder than Kona because you didn't have any sort of breeze. Yeah, um, so I was running for an hour and a half and they're taking tests working out whether you're producing lactate um, you know what's sustainable um, and that was just like you know you're looking at a mirror you're sweating I mean I was losing about five kilos in an hour and a half um, so it's pretty pretty oppressive but when I came here it was like actually this felt okay so I said well let's have three sessions and I'll do my long run my long run days three consecutive weeks leading up to Kona but before I fly out and um, and they went really well in terms of discovering what was um, or how to manage the conditions and uh, and we tried a couple of different things and some didn't work, some did and the, the, I've learned a lot from those coming into here and so I, I came into here probably the, well coming into here probably the most confident I've been all year So yeah. what did those tests tell you in terms of um, you know, what you need to be taking in because it's, it, yes it's very personalised but what, what did it tell you? The, well the, the one thing was yeah I need to be loaded up with fluid beforehand 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, because um, yeah, the, we, you you weigh yourself in with the fluid that you're going to take for the for the say the hour and a half. Um, so you have your bottles yep. and race what you think you're going to take on the run, um, and uh, you know you get, you get a bit paranoid about oh my god that's pretty heavy. So my first time you go on the scales, and I'm a big guy anyway, so I'm thinking, okay. Um, and when you're lined up against the sort of like your teammates who are like 60 kilos, you're thinking, hey, I'm looking a bit chunky there in those photos. <laughs> so, uh, so the next week I sort of I think I was you know backing off the training, so I went in three kilos lighter. And about halfway through the run, I was gone. And, uh, and yeah, and the coach said, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a head fuck, this weight thing. Just, you need fluid. Yeah. You sweat a lot. You need that fluid. So then we went into the third one nearer the weight I was two weeks before, and it was just like a dream. So that was one thing in terms of, the, 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 um, yeah, my fluid intake. Yeah. Cool. So in terms of um, loading up before the race, what sort of protocol are you going to try to follow? In terms of, is it, is it a week long thing, or is it uh, you know, Thursday, Friday? What, how much are you going to try to take in? I, I think it's just it's more a case of just just keeping on top of the hy- the hydration, um, making sure the, the signs for me are maybe I I get uh, I'll, I'll notice something in my calves that I used to think was muscle soreness, but actually it's not. It's just the lack of hydration. Um, yes, you can look at your urine and things like that, but it'll be like I'll I will jump on the on the scales just to make sure that I'm keeping my my weight up, which is going to be mainly fluid. Which is kind of contradictory to yeah. what you'd naturally think because you are a bigger guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. you're quite stocky. Yeah. And uh, go, go on, he's fat. Well, I, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> no, no, actually, I know I am. I am. I'm happy with it. <laughs> no, far from it. But but you're you know you're a solid guy. And in, yeah. in, in comparison to the yeah. what we're seeing here, you're seeing lean guys who've got no yeah. body fat at all, and yeah. and you're just this, you know you, you yeah. look like more of a rugby player than a, yeah than a you know a triathlete. Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the the thing is, um, you know, I, the, as a bigger guy, I generate a lot of heat, um, and I sweat a lot. So the, the 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 bottom line is, if I don't have the fluid in, then my heart, my core temperature is going to go up, and my heart rate's going to rise, which is the sign to me that I need the fluid in there. If I have the fluid in there and I can get it in on on a course like this, you can get it in, then I can manage the conditions. And that was for me retrospectively the switch came on to say that's why I did well last year because I had that fluid going in and I was able to keep my core temperature down and then I can still generate that power and that heat as long as the fluid's going in Um, so that was obviously that was one lesson the other thing that we learned was measuring the blood the the lactate taking the bloods every 15 minutes would indicate whether I was working aerobically or anaerobically and would have a would have a heart rate measure plus I would have a perceived effort and so I would report my perceived effort they would correlate that with the heart rate they'd look at the lactate and say yep you're working aerobically that is sustainable for three plus hours in those conditions so we what we worked on was okay as long as you you can use the signs as a backup if you've got the heart rate monitor working then great you know what that that it that's you know that's okay that's the check also you've got your perceived effort that you can go on to say, okay, yeah, this is sustainable. So, so you've really given yourself your, your training zones based on the conditions a lot more accurately, really, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think last year it was, um, you know, I, d- I didn't come in here with a, I didn't run with a GPS um, last year because it was just, again, no expectations, and I was sort of conscious I didn't want to chase the time. So I just thought, well, I'll, I'll 
Bill sort of talks about you don't actually have that much option on the run. <laughs> you know, you, you just do what you deal with the cards that you've got when you come off the bike. Um, so we just thought, well, okay, we'll just use the heart rate as a check. Um, and again, I'll use that. I'll use that here. Um, but I think I've got a, you know, I've got a, an expectation in terms of what I did last year, um, in terms of what's sustainable. Um, and but I think now I know my body a bit better. I can say, well, actually, I know I can actually understand how to to deal with it. And also the bad races I've had, like Lanzarote, when I was the fluid wasn't there I knew that actually once I got the fluid on board I was flying I can remember once I was running um, I think the guy the Belgian guy the pro came third or fourth who was on his last lap I can remember is it Bert Yammer 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 yeah but I can remember running with him on you know I was on my second lap so I thought well actually once I'm running I'm okay it's just I need to get the fluid on board so that I can then control the heat um, and that's so that's been a, a bit of a you know it's been a learning curve but that excites me as well because the other thing i've heard sort of anecdotally is it takes five of these bad boys to work them out yeah. this is my fifth time so. well you didn't do too bad in your first one as well so it kind of is it standard now isn't it yeah i think there's more i suppose there's more expectation yeah. um yeah ninth last year you want to come here and you know do do better um but you, you know i can't control what you know the other guys in the in the age we got some we've got some pretty good guys i think we've got a guy called lauren jalabur who's not quite handy on the bike <laughs> so he's a pretty handy and there's um you know there's a there's a you know i know some i think there's a, a british guy who's you know race pro before so you know there's pretty pretty hot standard what about your team free free speed um who's racing from team free speed we've got um so we go we've got sam baxter who i've told you about um yeah he was he was 9 12 here in his second ironman um he he's on fire this year um and he's a you know he's, he's a he loves racing so i think um yeah I, he, he'll yeah he's a, he's my great hope <laughs> then um yeah then coming up you've got Stuart anderson who's he's racing in the m35 um oh, he's m35 is yeah, yeah, yeah i'm gonna use it yeah he's uh i think last time he was here in 2010 i think this might be his fourth or fifth time here 2010 he was the first british age grouper so very experienced guy suffered a little bit with um, injury this year, but um, he gets it right, I think, on the day. And he's coached by Hobbo, so um, so they're a good good team. Then there's me, and then um, there's another guy called Tim Bishop, who's M45. Nice. Yeah, and um, jet engine, isn't it? Yeah, he's great. His, his Twitter handle's faster with age. Um, nice. He last year went under uh, nine hours for the first time at Copenhagen. Um, he actually tried it at Roth. And um, fair play to him. Halfway through the marathon, it wasn't happening, so he stopped. And then two weeks later, he went to Copenhagen and, and delivered 8:59, 50 something. I think. Yeah. He'll he'll probably kill me if it was 8:58, but it was under nine, and he keeps reminding me about it. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's good. And we would have had um, Jenny Gowns here, who like the twins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and then, yeah, she. I think she went to Phuket and so she got Vegas and Kona too for the price of one and then um, yeah they were due on 13th of October which was pretty pretty cool um, and then the other the other two on the team you got Hobbo who wanted to do Vegas um, rather than this um, and then there's Alison Rowat who's a great talent but she's had some foot issues uh, you know she's been 
I think she was first age grouper overall at Abu Dhabi. Um, and that really was sort of her last run that she could have done. Although I think actually she might have won a half Ironman at Lis- Lisbon. Uh, went to Ironman UK and came off the bike first, and but that that was it. Um, yeah, she she I think she promises you know some big results next year if she can get her get her results or uh, get her injury sorted. Well, 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 thanks for your time and uh, and good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah kicks and butt. What, yeah. what, what, what's your colour outfit? We need to look out for outfits on the day. We'll be team colours. Yeah, yeah, we're all racing a team free speed, so they'll it's red, white, blue. You'll have the Virgin Active logo, and then yeah, it's um, I think we've, we've we, yeah the the kits come in I think on Wednesday, delivered with Pete Jacobs' manager because I think he's racing in the same stuff. So uh, yeah, which is great for all the brown tan guys, but there's a little bit bit too much back exposure for me so I might actually I'm, I'm going to race with the um, the bike jersey which is like yeah, a real cool thing those, uh, ca- um, oh, cat flaps yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I, I raced in that last year and I still got two half moons <laughs> on my lats for where it just crept up a little bit so I'm going to go uh, yeah I've been racing all this year actually with a, with a bike jersey and that works for me on the run and then I'll um, yeah I'll work with the tri-top for the sorry for the bike sorry and I'll and I'll um, yeah, use the tri-top for the run. Hey, well, good luck, mate. We'll be checking you out, and you'll hear us on the course, mate. Good luck, and thanks for your time. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Thanks, mate. Great. Okay, John, well, um, what do you think of today's show? I was outstanding. You can even remember it, can you? No, I can. Um, I was really pleased with today's show. You know, not so much a pro focus, mm. um, because the pros don't really want to talk to us on uh, Friday. Your ringing. No, it's not. Did it ring? No. Because you hear did, did it? Uh, oh, I can only hear it, sorry. Going, going. You're going crazy. Yeah. Um, so not a lot of the pros want to do interviews on Thursday, Friday, not the the ones that, the you know, the top three sort of ones. Um, but no, it's all good stuff. What are you doing? Because well, something's happening on your phone and it's making a noise that everyone will be able to hear. So, Goodness, I can't hear you. you got sensitive ears. because I've got on. And what else has been going on? No, it's been a good show. John, your picks. Let's get down to the No, let's do this. I've got a question for you. Who do you want to win and who do you think's going to win? That's a question for you. I was talking to you about this the other day, actually, and I really struggle with the girls because the problem in our role is we kind of get these relationships with all these people and, you know, like, Joyce's great friend of the show, Mary Beth's great friend of the show, Marinda's always great on the show, mm. Caroline, you know, all the girls who, and, and Leander, the, they've yeah. all been on the show before. We've got these relationships with them and it's really, really hard in our position because... Yeah. I hope they wouldn't consider us mates, but you know we know them. We have relationships, and, and to really pick one is, is a really hard thing to do. Without kind of, it's like your children. You never say which one you actually like the most, do you? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, I'm, I, I would like Joycey to win because, and I was discussing with this with the guys from Beach Milk before, because she's one out of all those girls, and, the, and the, there's, there are others, but she hasn't gone through the triathlon system like the other girls. You know, you look yep. at Marinda Carfrey, you look at Leander Cave. They've been triathletes. They went through the I think they both went through junior programs and they've been triathletes all the way through where Joycey breaks the, the shackles a bit. She's come from an age group background. Obviously, she was an exceptional swimmer, but she's come from a different background, packed in a job, lived in the real world and has, has gone to exceptional levels. We've seen athletes go to very, very good levels, but she is she's a contender, but unfortunately, she's sick. So whilst I want her to win... I don't think she's... Whilst I want her to win, I don't think... If, if she was, wasn't was sick, she's a serious contender, but bet she's sick. Don't know. So that's, I've gone girls first. Um, you can. So who do I want to win? Who, or? Do, you, who do you want to win? John, you've, you, you made it. Okay, I'll go first then as well for the boys. I, I would like Ray Lert to win on the guys' side. Oh, of but is this a like or who do you think? No, this is, this is who I want to win. Is this your pick? 
no, this is who I want to win. And then, oh. we, go, then we go, who we think's going to win. First we go with I our... I want to win. First we go with our hearts, and we, then we go win. with our heads. I want Mecca to win, just because I think it's the most controversial one. Yeah. I want Rayleigh to win because... He deserves I just, it. No, no, I don't think anybody deserves anything. Um, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but I'd like to get the fresh, some new blood coming through. You know, Mecca and Crow absolutely love them, think they're awesome, but I would like some new blood coming through. I think if everyone had their best day... Rayleigh would win. If this wasn't in Kona, I'd say yes. In Kona, just, just don't know yet. Yeah, I'm saying if they could put off their best performance, mm. I'd put my money on Rayleigh. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think I think Rayleigh's, <clears throat> as Mecca said the other day, Rayleigh does tend to go out too hard and do mm. too much work, and maybe having his brother there will control him more. That's what Mecca seems to kind of put out there. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but I just think athletically. But then Pete Jacobs, you know, if he can ride this year, if you put them in a time trial like essentially what he did and wrote. Yeah, it'd crush everybody. Yeah, yeah. When it's a, when it's a group race, hot race, who knows? But that's who I'd like to win. I, I had to say, girl side, love you all, girls. But I, I, based on a what everyone's telling us, about no. But what's what? Who's you, you? Who you want to win first? I'm not going to say. Oh God, you're really, weak. You're I weak. I don't have weak. One. I don't have one. I don't have like I like the all, John. Oh, that's so pathetic. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, John. Oh. I'm a nice person. I love them all as well. Just no, you don't. You just told everyone all the other four. You don't. No. It's weak. Another sign of weakness, Bevan. But I think Carolyn Stephen will win. I That's think she will as well. Yeah, I think. Not just because she had a pretty strong race last year and injury, and, and she's had two phenomenal events this year, but more because, well, that, and on top of, you talk to anybody on the street that kind of, you know, the pros and all the rest of it, when they talk about Caroline right now, they just say she's ready to go. And the thing about Caroline as well, she hasn't shied away from big events mm. and in the big events she's performed mm. so she's a seasoned performer under pressure she's delivered in, in two of the hardest races this year to a high high standard um, you know her bike is so so strong some people are talking she's going to get off the bike kind of with a Christy type lead so and if she can do that and still run three hours well it's her day really isn't it but mm. again it's a pretty hard race to pick but that would be my pick for the females and, and I am going to say Ray Lert for the men's I think Ray Lert could pull off this year. Yeah, no, I want him to win, and I, th- and I think he will. That's mm, mm. my my. That's what my head and my heart tells me. Yeah, like I think athletically, physically, he's the strongest guy. Mm. Now, has he learnt from what's happened to him over the last year to actually learn to overcome and get that win? You know, because obviously mentally the best guy is Crowy, and then the best game player is Mecca, and then but Pete Jacobs. If Pete Jacobs can get off the bike. You know, like it's yeah, it's just such a great race. I mean, with your top five, Bevan, I've written mine down because you know I like to be prepared. You go first because I haven't even thought about it. Okay, you can't copy me though. I won't. I'm going Raylert. Yeah, okay, Raylert. I'll go Raylert. Yeah, I'm going to go Raylert. Rasmus. Oh, it's a big call. It's a big call. No, I'm not going to go Rasmus. I'm going to go Crowy. I've got Crowy third. Mecca. I've got Mecca fourth. The problem is, John, we're just so predictable. Well, no, my fifth isn't predictable. Rasmus wasn't predictable. No, he wasn't. And I've got Paul Amy in fifth place. I'm going to say, what's the other guy? <laughs> what's the other guy? <laughs> what's the other guy? You know, the guy. The one, Greg Bennett. Greg Bennett, good call. Fourth. Okay, yeah. Make a fifth. Okay, nice. You like that? But, uh, but uh, there's no scientific no. thought behind that one. It's just me pulling it out of my butt. But we've talked about Cam Brown before. If he can have a good swim, I reckon he's in the top five. If, yeah. he, if he can come out in the group with the swim, he'll stay with him on the bike. Top five. Okay. No, uh, go Mika. I mean, but, go but he's not in my original top five because his swim is suspect. So you've got two top fives, do you? No, I haven't. He's, oh, he's, it, he's, but there's he's another not, top five. He's Madaki, <laughs> along with uh, with Jordan Rapp. I think he'll have a solid race. Don't, don't know if he'll get in top three. 
Jordan Rapp, he's but the smart. Thing about Rapstar is the boy is a smart boy, oh, yeah. and, and he would have thought of every avenue. You just even when you sit down and talk to the guy, he won't blow up. No, he's 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 just one of those guys like Crowy. You know what? Crowy had a bad day. He's still gonna get second or third. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Crowy, has he had a bad race? When was the last he's time he had a bad Iron Man? Yeah, he's got fourth here, fourth here once, and that was that was it. Yeah, and even then he had a great run. Mm. You know, mm. he just got dropped on the bike that year, didn't he? Yeah. So, you know, like it's. Ripster kind of has that kind of way about him as an athlete. He just seems to have that aura that you know what I know how to I know how to put this package together, yeah. and so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. You know, you can't write Macker off. It's that's why we love this day because mm. it's just so hard to predict. But anyway, John, your girls. What's all the noise come up for? Should we tell everybody to be a bit quiet around I'll here? Tell you, mate. We're Listen, record. We're the main Crikey. media. What's going on? It's full for girls side things. The bike. That's what it is. Girls, uh, girls races somewhat predictable I think just the order is quite hard to figure out I've got yeah there seems to be five don't you I've got Caroline Stephan Leander Cave I put Mary Beth Alice ahead of Marinda Carfrey wasn't quite sure which way to go with that and I put Gina Crawford in fifth place because I want Kiwis in the, biz- in the business and she's so it's just a Kiwi bias uh, yes and no like her performance the thing with Gina she, she seems to go really really well and sometimes in the races where she hasn't got competition and and she just her times are just sensational, but when it comes, she's had a good, she's had a what a, a sixth or seventh yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So, and she hasn't done this race much. No, so I think she's um, her area of weakness is is the bike, and that's where I think the other girls have all lifted her their game, and it's just whether she has or not. I'm not quite sure she has, but if she's, she's smart, she'll have a good swim. She'll she'll run really well, and it's just how much time she's going to lose on the bike. So I think I think she might get. So fit. who did you leave out there, Leander Cave? No, I cave in second. I, I, Joyce's, I'm just worried about Joyce's sickness. Oh, so you say you want to, that's what you do. See, that's what you do. So, so that's what he does, Joyce. What he's done is his pictures, oh, I want you to win, but I don't think you're going to win. <laughs> See, I just say, oh, look, I don't want to pick anyone favourites because I love you all, but I think Stefan's going to take it out. I don't know if you can write off Rennie. I haven't written off. I've got a third or fourth. Well, you've got a fourth, but he's clarified that. <laughs> I'm going to go Rennie second, Cave, Joycey, maybe. See what I did there? Just got all the girls in. So, so you don't like Gina? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do like Gina, but I think she's just too close to from... She just needs another year before she'll be at that point where she's really peak. Mm. That's a pretty good okay. answer, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, Great <before>. answer. <laughs> So there's our picks. Guys, um, what we went on Facebook and uh, you guys gave your picks. And uh, we, John, what was the question you asked? I also asked their dark horses and what their times were going to be. Um, so who's somebody who hasn't really been talked about heaps, where they're going to come in the top five and what times they're going to be. Can you just tell me yours now because I'm going to pull it up. Well, I'm going with um, yeah, Paul Amy for fifth and I think he'll do eight hours 35. I actually think Greg Bennett for fourth. Yeah, you said, you said that. Yeah, yeah but I know that's my that's my. Yeah, okay, okay. that's a fair call. Um, Craig Stevenson's got Gordon Rap, um, Jordan Rap, Gordon, and, Gordon yeah, Rap. That's his brother. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Heather Wirtle and then uh, Rob Dalymore's got for, uh, Bennett fourth. There you go. <laughs> what, what's his time though, Ben? You got to go. He's you got, got eight seventeen. Oh, that's a fast time. Uh, if it was like last year, that's not that fast, but now, that will have won So conditions race. here right now in Kona, now I imagine a lot of you guys will listen to this after the race, but conditions here in Kona right now are calm. Well, great it's hard racing. to tell. I know, right now, but right now. W- w- it was calm here yesterday, and somebody was saying they went and rode up around Waikoloa, um, around Waimea, which is up a bit higher, and they said it was insane. Well, Kenan, Bedman, for woman, he hasn't got the place, but he's got, he reckons he'll do a 19. Natasha Bedman. Yeah, and he's got David Dello, 820. Yeah. David Dello. 
Who knows? Chris, Chris uh, Daniels. See, we haven't talked about Sebastian Kuhn. We haven't talked about Kurt yes. Bockel. We haven't talked about... Um, who was the other guy? Um, you know, the guy who could do really well last year. And I was saying, look, really Marino, maybe? Yeah. Marino. Marino. Yeah. yeah. There's so many people we haven't even talked about. And about that's, 10, isn't there? Yeah, about and 10. that's the problem of this week is that... The, all of our attention gets put on about four or five guys and we just kind of become blind to what else mm. is happening and I guarantee John and I won't get it right. You know, mm. like you, we might get one you or two always right. always get one, at least one of the favourites is going to completely blow up. Yeah. Completely. And so it's, it's, it's such a fascinating race. Um, Doug Soho, he's got uh, Rasmus, 822, Mary Beth, 18th, both, one eight, I mean, sorry, 918. Fifth overall for both of them. Um, Jason Lackenzie, uh has got third place for Kelly Williamson. Now, she's a great American hope, isn't she? She is a sensational runner. I think the thing for that's cool for Americans now is they actually have two people who could do okay. Mm-hmm. You know, with Repster and, and mm-hmm. McKenzie. And also, obviously, with um, Marinda's man. And Andy Potts as well. And Andy Potts. Tim O'Donnell. We run nicely. Tim O'Donnell have a good race. He was a bit sick and didn't do so well last year. Oh, Rachel Joyce. She's got herself his first. Is she really? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I got you for a second here, but... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm commentating blind here. Oh, it's all good. Anyway, so um, we're going to put up um, another post today, and it is, who do you think will... You can name anyone to place anywhere. Oh, okay. Why, not? Do, do, why don't we go 33rd guy? 33rd guy? 33rd pro guy. Okay. And there's not 33 pro 20th girls. 20th 20th check. Okay, good times, rock and roll. Okay, anything Are else? you going to do that as well? Because you you don't want to break it, hurt anybody's feelings? No, I don't want to get last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like hurting feelings, John. I've got... Have you seen that? No, don't worry. Um, <laughs> People with push on, he knows he's got a process to show and get it up. It's not happening. It's not happening. What's the plan for the afternoon? We're having lunch at Lava Java, good sponsor of the show. 12.30. And we've got a couple of other things lined up in the afternoon. But, nothing. but can we come back after here and I get the show process yeah, then? Yeah, we'll just, yes. we'll just go run in for our lunch, ditch the mates we've decided to have lunch with. And well, we're going to interview Hillary as well. We have. Mm. So what's happening tomorrow, guys? Tomorrow we're going to be on Facebook um, throughout the day when we can get on Facebook and we'll be keeping in contact and just <laughs> Phil from off the bike's loving us, I tell you. <laughs> First off the First bike. First off the bike. He's, he's got the t-shirt just with the .com on it. But um, we're going to be... Well, we communicate through Facebook, so if you want to just see what the crew's up to... Slow down, Bevan. You, Am I talking too fast? You, 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 you're accelerating. I you want to finish the show, you're accelerating. It's race tea. But um, go on Facebook, check out what we'll be doing. And even just within yourselves, go on Facebook and communicate throughout the day. Um, what else? We're gonna, we've just got to confirm if we're going to release anything on, on race day, any thoughts and stuff, whether we're allowed to do that or not. So we'll have that confirmed. Mm. And Worst case scenario will be Sunday. Just just keep yeah, just keep your iTunes open, and we, we'll see if we can get some stuff out on the day. And one thing we will be doing is, is we kind of decided this year that there's no real point talking hugely about what's happening in the race in the podcast because you guys will see it and not post race uh, by the time we get the audio. So we thought we'd actually share a bit of what the experience is like for being a spectator. And you know, we'll talk a little bit about the race, obviously, but you know, show that when we kind of do our, our race day coverage. So mm. Mm, it should be good times. Should be. Anything else we need to mention? Sponsors, Manalani, awesome. Insurance Sport Travel, Audio Technica, Audio Technica, and then we've got our bunch of regular sponsors. Lava Java, La- Lava Java, and the regular sponsors. You guys know those guys. Oh, you don't Training Peaks, SLSTry.com, yeah. Coffees of Hawaii, John Leslie, Shebang. Yep. Fuel Belt, Fuel Belt. Came we're going to have to to the party. Yes. Got our party tickets, and that's the main thing. The best one was I got an email from, I can't remember who it was, and you're going to laugh when you hear this because you read it out, and I go, I got an email from a listener going, Look, I'm getting married, and I've got a real big request for you. I thought, Oh, you know, obviously you want to go on the show and say, you know, love your wife or whatever. So 
open up the email really request oh look I'm getting married in a month and um, I'd really love if you can get party tickets the case was party tickets for my wife and me <laughs> this thing's a gold was, it's like the golden ticket on Challenge it's a case fuel belt party this year yeah, it is fuel too, belt so. and hitting it the yeah. new and the good and so support fuel belt yes iron rusts I'm in don't train hard train smart Kia kaha. Go Joycey. Go Caroline. Go Rennie. Go Mary Beth. Go Leander. Say, love them all, John.